Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode number 58, the Mitten Edition. For those of you that don't know what we mean when we're talking about the Mitten, you will soon find out. Uh, We're very excited to talk about our home state uh, of Michigan, where Jared and I both uh, grew up, spent a lot of time there. And uh, we figured we could reminisce and reflect a little bit today, uh, get those warm and fuzzy feelings going, talking about some of our favorite things about our home state. So uh, we're really looking forward to bringing this episode to you. So without further ado, my man from the mitten, my buddy Jared. Hello. Hello. I'm Jared and I'm smitten with the mitten. Um, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you must, you must be feeling, dare I say, homesick or something? I, w- I don't have a... I, do, are you feeling uh, any sort of... I was, I I was waiting know. for some drop. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm just uh, not homesick, but just uh, in the mood to reminisce and reflect hmm. today, that's for sure. I'm excited to hear what you have on your mind. But first, spread a little love and follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, tell us about your home city or state or country and what makes it so unique and better than uh, all the other ones. Because everyone thinks that, not everyone, a lot of people think that, people from Florida know that their state sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> most people uh, are very proud of their where they come from, you know, wherever that is. Tell us why uh, at untranslatablepodcast.gmail.com or spread a little love and give us a five-star review on iTunes, Apple, iPod podcasts, or wait, I said Stitcher in there as well. Both of those, <laughs> Stitcher and uh, Apple Podcasts, five star reviews. Um, so I talked to my piano teacher at uh, piano lessons yes- yesterday, uh-huh. and I asked her about um, why Jupstrom composed a song based off of um, essentially another song, and she gave me a, the same answer you did. But with a worse explanation. You actually just explained it. You actually explained right. it way better than she did. Right. And she also she also claims to have. I mean, she she was very. Um, well, I don't know. She very mad, but she uh, mentioned a couple times that uh, she really wishes that uh, um, they had a um, uh, program because she couldn't remember the names either. And I I, I told her the names of his pieces because you know I'd seen them online, obviously. Right. But uh, but. Um, but she, because I wanted to ask her what the what she, what the name of the Dvorak piece was. <laughs> did I do it? Did I do it? Dvorak. Damn it! And when I said it to her too, I messed it up <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I was like, "What was that Dvorak piece?" I, that was I said, right. That I know, was right. But I said it wrong. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I love when I'm actually trying to explain what I do. That's the one time I say <laughs> I try to explain <laughs> right. when I said it wrong. I actually say it right that time. But um, she didn't remember either because she, she once again said like, "I they, I wish they had a." Uh, I wish they had a program, and I was like, "Well, all right, you're useless." <laughs> I mean, I mean, not to be a negative Ned here, but what kind of establishment is this guy running if there's no programs? There usually is. This is the first one I've been to that there hasn't been a program. Okay. Huh? Um, although I did send you uh, the picture from the violinist, the, vi- or the pictures from the violinist Instagram page, so you mm-hmm. saw the space. Did yep. I explain it well? Did you see the vel- did you see the curtains in the background? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, I'm, s- I'm still waiting for that velvet cake though. 
Uh, I wanted Still. to take pictures while I was there, but it was just me too. But it was just uh, like there, it was you know a lot of people there. It's kind of tight quarters. I mm. didn't even think to after. I probably could have got pictures of the space after. Wait, whatever. I forgot. But um, you got a good picture, and it was very colorful in there. A lot mm-hmm. of pictures on the wall. Uh, cool. Space. Looks like a fancy. It looks like a fancy place to be. That's for Next sure. Next time I go. Because I'm gonna go to another one at some point. I don't remember when it is. I think it's in March or something. But whatever. I'll make sure to get pictures that time. Nice. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you your props because um, she, uh, you explained it way better than my piano teacher did. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Could just be that you and I know each other fairly well, so I know what references you're gonna get and stuff like that. You know. Right. Right. And you can understand my babbling a little better. Uh, I, I tend to, I tend to <laughs> listen fair. a little better when when I'm with her than I do with you. <laughs> That's fair. Probably for good reason. <laughs> Look, it is what it is. What uh, what have you been doing in terms of piano stuff? Uh, well, we're this is a good time. I'm so happy Christmas is over because we're <laughs> like I didn't even finish. Like I, I kind of learned one Christmas song, and then I also during that time I was learning my country tis a thee, which is like a hymn style, which in itself okay. is kind of a new style for me to play. And mm-hmm. my country tis a thee is just I guess a nice thing to learn. Like it's a I'm not gonna say it's useful, but uh, <laughs> but it's I mean, just it's like a nice a, tune. Right, right. Like I learned Amazing Grace like, like a year or so ago. That's a good that could be useful. That's a good one to just have and it's easy. See, I have a love and hate relationship with Amazing Grace. Why is that? Because the last two or three family funerals oh, I've been right. to, <laughs> they've played that. Um I tell you what, man, I was at my they play great at all of them. That's a I funeral mean, of, song. Of, co- of course they do. <laughs> and it's a beautiful song, really yeah. beautiful, but like you forget how many verses it has though. <laughs> That's also true. It's it's funny though. I mean, you you know me fairly well, Jared. I feel like our listeners uh, who've been listening for a while probably also can kind of gauge how our personalities are. And uh, I'm just gonna put it all out there and say, you know, sometimes I'm I'm a little sensitive. You know, at funerals, usually like I'll I'll cry. I cried at um, too. And. Uh, Dude, I was well, at my great aunt's person, funeral. <laughs> right, that's that's true. <laughs> I was at my great aunt's funeral and. Um, and I was fine up until they played Amazing Grace. And I don't know what happened. Really? It was literally like a switch flipped in me after they played Amazing Grace. Not even after, but while the song was right. going. And I just lost it. I thought you were going to say you were playing it on guitar at the no. funeral. Because no. I know you said that you've played at funerals before and you don't want to do that anymore. No. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I played I played different pieces. Uh, I okay. didn't play Amazing Grace. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Just playing at funerals, like when it's... A family member that you're mourning over is really difficult to do. I think if I got hired to play at somebody's funeral, I could do it. And yeah, I you could disconnect. You don't know the person, right? But when it's your family, right? Um, especially when it's like a like a song that you used to play for them when they were living, right? Um, gives you chills a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a situation designed to bring up emotions, even if she's still alive. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, oh, what am I playing in piano? So I'm getting back into um, into normal non-holiday music, and you'll be excited to learn. I am playing an uh, arrangement of Rondo uh, a la Turca. A la Turca? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Um, I'm playing a song, Rondino. I don't remember who it's by, but it's like a duet with my piano teacher. I play the high part. Nice. Um, and I'm getting... I, 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 you, I had... Box minuet in G, in G minor, I believe it is, learned. 
But mm-hmm. I, I learned it like months ago, and I haven't played it in months, and I kind of forgot it, so I'm relearning that, um, which is and I'm not surprising, but it is slightly annoying and but slightly expected. How Ash most like it's almost like I'm relearning it all over again. Yeah, that's that's and it's the like worst. I knew this like mm-hmm. like seven months ago or something like that. <laughs> I had it almost essentially memorized, and now I'm like relearning fingering and stuff. It's like this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's irritating. I yeah. I remember like you know what trying expected, to play some random not, pieces. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to no. You're you. good. You're good. I mean, yeah. The the thing about it is, um, is that we just have to kind of buckle down and and not take things for granted what we learn because I feel like for me I had so many good classical guitar pieces under my belt. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can play like three classical guitar pieces right now. It's a shame. <laughs> like it's re- I I could play more if I started really to like practicing really classical guitar. Them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The only couple that I can play are ones that I have that I had memorized and I still would randomly play. Right. So you know, if you keep playing it, you know, a couple times a month, ideally a couple times a week, I don't think you'll ever forget it. But if you take right. those couple of months off, mm-hmm. you could forget it. You might as well pull out the sheet music again. That's for sure. Yeah, and I was literally just, I was, it was like I was starting from the beginning. Uh, and, 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 but I at least had the expectations where it's, where I was like, I, I know that, uh, like, don't expect to be able to just play this and don't get frustrated that I, that you're going to have to relearn this. So I, I at least, that's a good mentality. Prepared myself not not to. I was like, I haven't played this in months. I can't expect to just go back into this like I was playing it before. Right. But it is still slightly irritating. It's like this was I had. Oh, this for down. sure. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show you how anything in life, if you don't do it for a while, you got to relearn it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like it's like people that like say got into some sort of serious accident have to like relearn how to walk or talk or something like that. Just less drastic. <laughs> right. Just a little bit. Just a little less drastic. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's it's fun though. I'm I'm excited just because it's no longer the Christmas music. And you know, I don't want to give too much shade on the Christmas music, but it's not as good as the the everlasting stuff that you can play any time of year. Right. That's true. And yeah, Christmas music, like you said, has such a short window of time when you yeah. can really play it. It would be funny to bust out a Christmas song in like June. And people just be like, what, 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 what are you doing? Um, I I remember a couple times watching a Christmas story in like uh, in the summer. Oh, nice! Like this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it happens to be around Christmas, but this is a good movie. I mean, I'm gonna watch Die Hard whenever as well because it's just a good movie. I'm not gonna be thrown off that it's Christmas time. Exactly. <laughs> I so I, I have a, a question while, for you. Speaking of movies and Christmas, you've seen the movie. Oh shoot! Now of course I'm forgetting the name of the movie. Uh, it's the Tim Burton movie, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare yeah, like Before once, Christmas. Once you've yeah. seen it once. Yeah. Do Do you think it's a? Uh, well, maybe you haven't seen it enough to have an opinion, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Do you think it's a Halloween movie or Christmas movie? <laughs> I think the only thing that makes it a Halloween movie is that claymation is kind of creepy. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, that, you would say it's a Christmas. And movie. it's a kind of a dark movie, you know. Right. Like I, mean, it is I Tim think. Burton. I think the look. I mean, the look is very Tim Burton, eh? But the, the look, the look, is what gives the uh, makes it seem Halloweeny. But it's not really a Halloween movie, is it? They're just skeletons. That's R- like saying it's Coco a right. Halloween movie. Oh wait, it is. <laughs> well, well k- kind of. That's kind I mean, of. <laughs> not really, not really. I would say that's. I mean, that's more celebrating the Day of the Dead in Mexico, right? Not right. really that's Halloween. Fair. That's fair. 
Also, speaking of speaking of getting emotional, dude. First time I watched that movie, now you're oh, yeah, lie to you. I, I cried. Did you that cry too? too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the I only have a one. soul. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got lots of soul. I've I've played music with you. I feel like you can't be a can't be a good musician if you don't got no soul. That's very true. I I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Ooh, all right. Uh, the, so the, I have the, some the, some good news for you, Jared. It pregnant. feels really weird, but I have some good news. I have almost all of my lesson planning done for the rest of the semester. Almost. Wow. When's the semester Not end? In two weeks, but still. Oh, okay. So but does that still. mean for the next two weeks you can just you, you, you can just do no preparation and just show up and you're ready to go? Yes and no. I know you probably even know what I'm going to say right here, but what I'll be doing now for the next two weeks is prepping my stuff for the coming semester. Oh, okay. Okay. So how it do, never stops. How, how do these semesters work uh, over there? Uh, so the first semester goes from like end of August, early September to um, February, and then the other ones go from February to ju- end of June. Okay, I guess that's kind of standard. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess it's just yeah. I, I guess I sometimes I think of them as high schoolers. And it's like I guess in high school, at least in America, we uh, even though I guess the, those technically were semesters, I never really you never really considered it a semester. Like like you didn't say I didn't never really said second semester that much in high school. You know what I mean? It's like it's just right. all the same. It's all junior year or it's all mm-hmm. exactly. It's like I'm I'm a I, second semester sophomore in high school. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not much to brag about. That's for sure. <laughs> well, the one thing though that I um was a little surprised about I'm I don't know about your high school in Michigan but mine in Michigan I'm pretty sure we were done after winter break and we started the new semester after New Year's right did we change classes between semesters in high school I think so yeah okay I don't even remember I think so it's been a while for both of <laughs> us that's for sure I mean if but you he, did I probably did too I just right uh, and so I was really surprised when my colleague was like, yeah, we got like three more weeks left after we come back from New Year's for this semester. I was kind of like, what? wait, what? I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. But it's, it's been good. Today, um, today, I did a lesson with my students about robots, which was really fun. I had okay. my students, uh, one of the last tasks I had them do today was they had to design their own robot. And uh, it was Using hilarious. What? just the, just their imagination they oh, had to okay. basically write like come up with a name for it a price what does the robot do um because in in my my some of my classes that i've been teaching um i try to help them prepare for the uh exit exam for their high school for their secondary school called the maturita mm-hmm. and robots is one of the topics on the exam oh. and so i thought how can i make this a fun engaging lesson and i gotta tell you man I usually have some type of PowerPoint set up because, you know, I teach so many classes. It's a ton of paper if I were to prepare these lessons for all my students, right? To, mm-hmm. to, if, if I gave every single one of my students a piece of paper, I would assume that'd be over 100 sheets of paper easily, easily. Uh, that's and not, so, I mean, that's not, a lot of people don't, would think that that's not that much. To me, I guess I don't know. If, <laughs> but maybe I, because I'm the one printing it, and I see the huge stack of papers. Yeah, I no, yeah. Know. You see how long it takes for the printer to. <laughs> right. So I Ooh. usually have powerpoints Ooh. just because it's a little greener. You know, you yeah. don't have all the all the paper you're using. But Quirky. this time out, this time I was like, you know what? I'm going to, 
I'm not going to do a PowerPoint for this lesson. So I didn't prepare a PowerPoint. The first lesson I did, I was a little scared and worried. I was like, oh no, like this is going to be really bad. But it turned out really good and one of my best lessons, in my opinion, that I've had here. Um, and it was really liberating not having a PowerPoint. Like I could interact with the students more. I didn't right. have to care about the computer. It mm. was really nice, dude. So I think in the coming semester, I might try to do more... Um, do less with, or sorry, do more with less. So just have a handout or two and that's it. You felt like, um, like you were more engaged with the students and less relying on, on, on the material on the board. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a liberating feeling. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but it is also a little like, um, like I'm, you know, the same thing. Like when when we do the podcast, it is sort of like a nerve wracking going in with no nothing prepared. Sometimes, right. you know, I, right. I've only probably done that once, but like, it is always like, oh, let's see, uh, <laughs> let's see what happens here. And then you find right. out, oh yeah, if you just actually engage with the with the people or the person, it it it, it it's it'll work. Exactly. I always get worried when I have too many tabs open. Yeah. And right now yeah. I have I have a ton of tabs open, but thankfully you know I've read through all of them, so I they're just there if I need them. Basically, my little <laughs> crutch, my podcasting crutch. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, you don't need the crutch though. Just have faith in, in us. That's true. <laughs> well, well, I have faith in you. It's faith in me that that Spread I got to love. <laughs> got to keep up. That's for sure. But yeah, so so it was exciting though, you know. And it in a way though, I'm very sad that this semester is is coming to an end for a few reasons. One, it means that my my time here is you know almost halfway over. Mm-hmm. Really, I guess it's technically over halfway over now. Well, no, it's not. It'll be it'll be when I'm five months here, which will be the end of this month, maybe. I'll have to do the math later. It's not important. <laughs> we'll but get back to in that. Check out episode fifty nine. That's right. <laughs> it's exactly. Be a hoot. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, so so the one thing is obviously my time is you know eventually going to come to an end here. And it's been a little difficult, to be honest, to, to grapple with it because I really love it here. I have mm-hmm. a lot of fun with my colleagues, with my students. Um, everyone here has been so welcoming. And so it's it's a little strange to think, well, one, I don't know what's going to happen after this as well. And you know you me. You come live with me. I have a, I have a second bedroom. Perfect. Just become full-time podcasters. I like it. You'll have to pay a little bit of rent, but, you know. <laughs> You can do it. <laughs> can I can I pay you in jam sessions? <laughs> uh, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> but yeah, but the, you know the other thing though that although it makes me sad to think about the idea of leaving, I'm also looking forward to at least spending a couple months back in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for which sure. Which will be great. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I had something to say, but then I totally got distracted by the jam session. <laughs> Uh, oh so are you getting a new batch of students next semester correct correct so this semester i was teaching all the third and fourth year students Uh uh-huh next semester it'll all be first and second year students so it's going to be a big change because the third and fourth year students i mean their english proficiency is higher just because they've had more english class right i mean Mm -hmm. they've had you know two to three maybe even four years more english than the other students have but I've talked to my colleagues a lot about teaching the first and second year students. And because they're younger, they're way more enthusiastic and are more into playing games and stuff. And you know, I love teaching with games. Yeah. I'm excited for this. So it's going to be a blast. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. 
This is gonna be like uh, you're gonna be like uh, Robin Williams from uh, Dead Poet Society that's trying the to goal. Like, ra- wrangle these uh, old students. Hey, hey, that's that's <laughs> right. Well, I, I taught I taught one of my. Did your teachers do the uh, do the silent coyote in school? Did they ever no. do that? You've mentioned that to me before. I, I I haven't seen that. Okay, for all of our listeners out there, the silent here. I'll even I'll even take a selfie. Why not? The silent coyote is a. Uh, <laughs> is a sorry had to had to make sure it was a decent picture. We're gonna yeah. find out that that's like a, a white supremacist symbol at some point. Oh god, I, I, I really hope not. That would, be really, that would be really bad, really really bad. But the silent coyote uh, is when you basically, at least when I was in you know first or second grade, really little, our teacher would hold hold up the silent coyote. Uh, kind of looks then, like the um, what the uh, from like the rock on symbol. Yes, well, I was thinking from Dodgeball when the uh, when Ben Stiller's team is coming in. I don't remember. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Cobras. <laughs> the Cobras. The Cobras. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that movie is something else. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna try that out with my first year students, and we'll see how they respond. <laughs> so give me a month, and I'll let you know. <laughs> right. If you can dodge a binder, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> you call yourself a teacher? You can't even dodge a binder. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I had a teacher in high school. Um, I'm not going to mention his name because I've, well, he's probably not teaching because he was one of the oldest teachers at my school. And I had some students whose parents went to the same school as their kids and they had him as their teacher. Damn. That's how old this guy was. But I was in one of his classes one time. And uh, he he would always play these like quirky weird movies quirky um, in his class that were like f- clearly from like seventies or eighties and were super outdated but like he just kept playing them and a student fell asleep during the movie and he threw one of the textbooks at the student while he was asleep and he missed the student but he hit the desk and he chipped the corner of the desk and this Jeez. wasn't like a wood desk this was like one of those you know with metal and like. It's not like concrete, but it's like a hard. You know what I'm talking about? It's not plastic, but it's. Is either it like way, a, it was a, it was a desk. Okay. And he chipped the corner right off the desk. Damn. Yeah. I, crazy I, stuff. I, I went to a uh, all boys Catholic school for our, my you know my last two years of high school. Very different than my t- first two years of high school spent at the International School of Dusseldorf. Notice I named my. The one in Germany. I don't even know if I want to name my high school. Uh, <laughs> nothing sexual happened, by the way. Um, but um, well, uh, anyway. Um, and there, there was a, there was a good bit of physical um, physical violence that I witnessed. I witnessed two by fours hit on people in a jokingly way that I would say oh, a little God. bit farther than joking. I've okay. Seen, I've seen um, markers thrown at multiple people's heads. This one of my teachers had um, an umbrella, but it didn't have the actual umbrella part. It just had the like the stalk of the umbrella <laughs> okay. that he kept yeah. handy, and Will he banged it on tables. It? Oh, banging on tables. Okay. Person, I saw well, person once as well, but he like whacking on tables and stuff. There was a lot of um, fear, there was a lot of threatening of, of physical threatening of physical and. <laughs> light physical uh abuse i guess you would say yeah that makes yep. it sound like i went to like a school in the 40s but um yeah. <laughs> right i enjoyed you, it actually you know what's crazy <laughs> and this would have been i guess in the late 40s early 50s my dad was at a also like a i don't know if it was a private school but it was like a christian school or ca- probably not catholic 
um, because I'm pretty sure he was brought up. Anyways, he was at (laughs) at some Christian school, and uh, and his mom went to pick him up from school one day, and my just like I am, my dad's a lefty, right? And and I guess the nun forgot to untie his hand from his back, but they thought back in the day that writing with your left hand is the devil. Yep. And so the the first my dad said this nun would slap his left hand with a ruler whenever he would try to write with his left hand. And then when he continued, she tied um, his hand behind his back so he could only write with his right hand. And uh, the joke was on the nun, though, because my grandmother was also a lefty. So mm. she pulled him right out of that school and took him to a different school. Um, I, I love how it is. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that she's a lefty. She understands our plight. That's right. It wasn't some righty that was like, well, maybe she has a point. I mean, everyone else is writing with their right hand. <laughs> right. Shut up. Right? The world is not designed for left-handed people, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I, I love how... I love how you have to like clarify that his mom uh, is a lefty. Like if she was a righty, she would have accepted this. I mean, uh, this sort of abuse. Like that's the only thing that was preventing her from accepting, like abuse of her son. Right. right. <laughs> Which she's probably also a wasn't the case, but right. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, crazy. I mean, stuff. a lot of people did accept it though. Not not to not to downplay. It. I mean, not obviously you're she didn't, but like a lot of people accepted that sort of abuse on their kids. And it's like, well, I had to spank your kid at school. They're like, well, what did he do? It's like, well, it right. sounds like he deserved it. Right. That, that was also kind of a, a regular occurrence back then. So Yeah, times have changed. That's for sure. Good. That Good. is for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, hey can we um, spread a little love? I don't, I'm tired of talking about beating children. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Me too. Uh, I'll, can I go first? I'll go first. Absolutely. Have you heard of a, a woman named Centoya Denise Brown? Oh, I have, but please spread the love. So uh, she, um, Centoya, was imprisoned um, at the age of, well, let me, at the age of 15, she was, yeah, she was um, a, she was a sex worker that was, uh, you know, I mean, she was, I, I was going to say she was forced into it, but obviously she was 15. Right. Um, and actually, I think she might have started younger than that, to be honest with you. Um, excuse me. 16 is when this uh, incident occurred specifically. So um, a woman was serving a life sentence for killing uh, a man. The woman is Sintoya, uh, who uh, bought her for sex when she was 16 years old. Uh, she's, been cl- she's been granted clemency in the state of ten- Tennessee uh, um, on Monday. You know, once again, Monday is kind of arbitrary when you listen to a podcast. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, she's 30 now, and she was in jail for 15 years, and she'll be released. Uh, oh, she was released uh, on August 7th. And the decision comes after careful consideration of what is considered a tragic, complex case. So Centoya um, claimed that... Um, well, I mean, everyone else was claiming that she was part of a horrific crime herself, and sh- this was self-defense but they um when she was on trial it was claimed that it wasn't self-defense because they also robbed her however or excuse me they also she also robbed him after she had killed him she claimed Mm -hmm. she was one she was terrified and then she also claimed that she was terrified of that dude but then also terrified to go back to her pimp um Mm -hmm. without any like empty-handed so that's why she took the money and uh, and then she just ran away because she was uh, scared. And so um, 
she was tried as an adult at the age of 16 and got, um, I believe, oh yeah, she got a life sentence with a minimum of 51 years that had to be served before she had a chance of getting parole. Uh, before she, or, or I guess eligible to parole would be the uh, proper right. way to say that. Right. However, um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, and this is why I also kind of hate when people shit on like celebrities for, for like, sticking to causes and believing in causes because a lot of celebrities um were were talking about this like ashley judd for example or everyone's favorite comedian amy schumer um (laughs) (laughs) that was so mean uh or kim kardashian where they a lot of them were had tweeted about this and just talked about it and saying how uh, she's been wrongfully imprisoned and that she deserves to be released because uh she's not a murderer like she's not some sort of you know, violent criminal. She was uh, acting out of self-defense. And um, so the, her case was reopened and um, she was and, and she was uh, given clemency. And now she's um, she's, you know, relatively free citizen. I think there's some still some level of parole, but she's out and allowed to live her life uh, relatively normally. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her for, and everyone that uh, stood up for. Her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I really now, hope. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, and I just hope that she gets some sort of payment or something, or s- some sort of a, uh, um, what's the word? I don't know what the right word is, but just some sort of payment for being wrongfully. It's the same thing like we talked about with the people um, that were imprisoned for the marijuana. Maybe they don't need to be paid, but I think someone like Santoya, who they look back now and say we did this, I think there should be some sort of retribution paid to that. I don't know. Right. It's like we've just like you anyway and prison destroys people. Like it it destroys people psychologically and it's like I, Oh, definitely. Especially it's not, 15 years. Right. And it's and and our our system is set up in a way that it's it's not designed to get you out and have you become a functioning member of society again. I mean the the right. rate of people that go back to prison after they've been there and and I think some people they they try to use the argument, oh well, they're just criminals, and it's like, it's like, well, no, they're not giving the support they need in order to make the right decisions and and uh, try to live life in a healthy way. And I really hope uh, that she can, you know, somehow find a way to get on her feet and and can mm-hmm. live a normal and hopefully happy life. So yeah, that's a it's a big shout out. Um, oh yeah, and it's great news. I was actually. The only reason why I had heard about this was I was talking to my students about this the other day. Mm. Um, so that's why I was aware of it. So I, I have two shout outs. Keyed yeah. into black Twitter. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Official uh, black Twitter correspondent on the untranslatable podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Jared, you know, um, a lot of people, especially, you know, a lot of my students, because they're gamers, a lot of them hate on Fortnite, right? Um, I've never actually played it before, to be honest. I highly, I'm sure you probably haven't either. Is that a safe no. assumption? No, I All know right. that they stole dances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing that's awesome is the creator of Fortnite, Tim Sweeney, has actually bought thousands of acres of forest um, to stop it from being cut down. Oh, that's awesome. And he started actually in 2008 and he has purchased nearly 40,000 acres over the last decade, Damn. which makes him one of the largest private landowners um, in North Carolina. 
I wonder he's what also, his uh, landscaping bill looks like. Right, right. <laughs> and he's also donated money to uh, quite a few different conservation projects, um, including one of them in Mount Mitchell State Park. Um, that's awesome. So, so, yeah, so big shout out to you, uh, Mr. Sweeney. I think that's awesome that he has been doing this. Because sure. if, we're, if we're not careful, we're going to cut down all of our trees. Um and we're not going to live in a clean world anymore the rate we're have, going. Have you heard about what's been going on during the uh, government shutdown? That oh, like um, the the state parks and excuse me, national not state, but national forests are being like the employees are not being paid so they're not working obviously. Right. Um and um they're just they're they're it's it's just turning into like a a kind of a free for all. The a lot of the facilities yep. aren't working. Um, there's, you know, literally, you know, people are kind of, are kind of just camping out there cause no one's really right. And, and it's, 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 you know, it's, it's not, not, not good. No, definitely not. But and, good uh, thing there's and people also, like, uh, Tim Sweeney, Tim Sweeney. That's right. Yeah. And the, the other, the other, this is kind of a, a side shout out, I guess that I hadn't thought of, but shout out to all the federal workers out there right now who are struggling with this government shutdown and some of them are still going to work, even though they're not getting paid. Like, yeah. have you seen pictures of people at airports? TSA, they're all federal employees. Oh, really? Yeah. So technically, theoretically, they don't have to be there. People could just walk on through? Well, theoretically, yes. Or would they have to shut down the airport? Well, they'd probably have to shut down the airport. But basically, they have... I, get, I don't know who... Well, I, I would assume if they're federal employees, it's the federal government who's their boss. But they've been told that if they don't show up to work, they'll be fired. So they're basically they're volunteering. Their, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't get it. So it's it's really uh, crazy. And a lot hilarious. of people, a lot of these people, though, are stuck in a bind. You know, they can't afford to lose their jobs, but yeah. they're but they're going right now and they're not getting paid. Um, and the are other they going to get back paid? Like, is, like that one paycheck, is it going to cover all they those better. weeks? They better. If they don't, yeah. that is that is so wrong on so many levels. Right. That's um, essentially slavery at that right. point. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, some Absolutely. Sl- you're holding them hostage. You're like, uh, yeah. Right. So so I hope I hope either the government will resume fairly soon so these people can get paid or that they will get back pay or or something because some people have been going you know over two weeks with no paychecks and yeah. for people who are living paycheck to paycheck. That's really difficult. Which is I mean, some people majority can't pay rent. Majority right. of the population, by the way. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is the first time in my life that I am not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not, yeah. I'm not rich by any means, but it, <laughs> it feels weird not like waiting for my paycheck to come in anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and sadly, if I move back to America, that might be the case for a while. But, but I, I think regardless of your, of your pay grade, the, the, the statistics of the, of the amount of people... Uh, that don't even have like say a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars, um, like just to like at any moment, mm-hmm. like like say like you know if you were to tell someone to pull out five hundred dollars right now, the a number of people that couldn't do that is stag is staggering, and that includes people that you believe to be rich. Right. Yeah. That's not just that's not just a poor person thing. I believe it. I believe it. Anyways, though, I still have one more shout out. And I want to give, although this is the Michigan episode, you got to give credit where credit is due. And I want to give a shout out to 
Not only New York City, maybe you've heard about this, but also Mayor Bill de Blasio, because New York City plans to install the first comprehensive healthcare system in the nation. So oh, wow. New York will be providing healthcare to all city residents, which I think is amazing. That's awesome. Wow. So this That's is cool. a big this is a big cultural shift because uh, de Blasio said, um, we recognize that healthcare is not just in theory a right. It's in practice a right, which I think we need to have a lot more people come around to this idea. So many people yeah. in the United States think that healthcare is a privilege, whereas most other developed countries in the world, healthcare is a right and there's no debate about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to argue that, that it's a, um, that, that it's a um, privilege because... Um, you're essentially saying that you're like that's essentially saying that you're willing to let people die when you know you can help them. Exactly. And what what kind of world is that that you would live in where it's like, yeah, I I know that we have the ability to do it, but um, eh, he doesn't have enough money, so let's just you're just let's just watch someone die. I mean, you're not physically watching this person, but you're essentially right watching by just watching the numbers of people going un uncared for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a like, shame. Yeah, that's 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 some heartless stuff. You just like mm-hmm. you know, uh, right. that person also probably wouldn't imagine watching a helpless poor little puppy that just got hit by a bus just die in the street. <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So so big ups to New York and hopefully better have insurance. Right. And so I hope other states will also follow suit um, or cities. We'll find out and we'll see. Um, but big ups to uh, the mayor of New York and New York City. <laughs> And, you know, one way we can really give a shout-out is uh, give someone a good cheers. So I think it's time to uh, review our beer of the pod today. And, Jared, I found something kind of interesting today. Whoa. This is called oh, cool. Steam Brew. Oops, sorry. Steam Brew, I believe Who's it is. Who's that black person down there? Is there a black person? What? Oh, is that not a black person? Uh, the lighting's bad. It looked like there was a black person. Oh, that's. Oh, sorry. It looked like that was a black person's face under that woman. But oh no! Nope. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Bad lighting. I see it now. But yeah, so this it's a cool is, looking can. Yeah, it's well. That's what caught my eye was the was the really cool looking can. You're like I mean, 16 just, feet away from the microphone, and there's a beer in front of you. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool looking can, um, and I think the steam brew could. I mean, when I look at the can, to me, it has almost kind of like a steampunk esque looking. Yeah. It looks like a steampunk monster energy <laughs> era right? drink. For sure. Yeah, doesn't it? The can's got this nice kind of amber color to it, and it's got this woman in the middle, and it's called German Red. So it's supposed to be the same um, style as like a German ale. Um, I'd and call what- that in- Industrial Revolution Brown. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You probably can't read this on the side, Jerry. Let's oil. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I can you read can it. read it. All right. Yeah, it says, let's oil the gears of life. So let's I do kind of like that. oil the gears of life. I do like that. So we're going to do the uh, the three taps and crack this bad boy open and uh, see how it tastes. So first off, I gotta, I'm going to pour going. this guy in here. What? I, I, I made the acronym for let's uh, oil the gears of life. Oh, oh there we go. Lot goal. No, <laughs> I, I, I thought I wrote an I. <laughs> lot goal. So one of the reasons why I picked this beer today, Jared, was because 
I went to a different grocery store today to because I needed to get a couple different things. Um, and this other grocery store is uh, generally has a little bit better selection of things. However, I would say in the beer department, they don't have a better selection. Um, and most of the beers there were Czech beers that I've either had quite a bit or I've even reviewed on our pod before. So I didn't want to double review a beer. So, Jared, here's the color of it. I'm surprised. It's actually really dark. Uh, like, I this seem- is darker than the Kozel half dark, half light. Yeah, it is for sure. I wonder if it's going to be sweet. It smells. I mean, it. This this won't really help, but it smells like a it smells like an ale. I mean, it smells like. Could you smell if a beer would be a sweeter beer or not? Like yeah, a dark yeah, yeah. beer. Yeah, this okay. one. I don't think it's going to be sweet. It definitely has a slight smell of hops and malt a little bit. Um, almost kind of. A, I haven't even tasted it yet. I've just been doing the sniff test, and it and it definitely does have some. Like a slight, maybe even caramel undertone, maybe. All right, now okay. let's let's taste this bad boy and let's see. I give you props for finding something, um, something different because I am spoiled with uh, with uh, with variety here. All right, so first of all, I like it. It's definitely good. Okay. <laughs> um, so the German Red Steam Brew is pretty tasty. Um, let me just give you and the listeners some info about it. So it is, I believe, 7% by volume, oh. 7.9% 7. Uh, 7. by volume. So That's almost a strong 8%. For, a, for a European, one of those, like a beer from the Czech Republic, I feel like. Right. It is. It is. It is most definitely. Sorry, I keep talking away from the microphone. Um, yeah, I've given I up. Wish, I just let it happen now. <laughs> right. I wish. Uh, oh, this is actually legit made in Germany. It's made in Mannheim. Okay. Made in Mannheim, Germany. Is is there any check on the can? Oh, yeah, of course. There's there's Russian, there's Lithuanian, there's Slovakian, there's Czech, and there's Hungarian on here. Do you run into Uh, a lot of Lithuanians uh, in your... uh, I see it it on a lot of uh, labels, but no, I haven't run into any... Not that I know of. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Lithuania. You should go. Can we do an on the road again in Lithuania? Lithuania. It'd be interesting. Isn't I've that where the Polyglot Con was? <laughs> I think it was. No, that was in uh, Slovenia. Oh, 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 oh. Slovenia. Sorry. But yeah. But anyways, back to the beer. So this one oh, yeah. is definitely <laughs> darker. It. I would even say, Jared, if I didn't know this was a beer, I might even think this is a root beer. Yeah, I can see why you, why you say that. It's got a brown tint to it. Um. And, you know, for a darker colored beer, though, I will say that it does have more of the tradition here in the Czech Republic where there is there's no bitterness to it, I would say. There's a little tiny bit of sweet, but it's not like the dark Czech beers here. Um, right. And for our listeners out there who are wondering, if you ever travel to the Czech Republic, most of those beers, they call them Cherny, which is Czech for black. Mm. So that's what they call the dark beers here. But anyways, it's a good beer. It has a really smooth finish. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't think that this is almost 8%. I think this one could sneak up on you a little bit. You might have a couple of these German reds. And and next thing you know, you're you're slurring your words a little bit. But uh, it has a good taste. I would say, yeah, definitely undertones of like maybe caramel, definitely some a little bit of hops, more malt to it, I would say. 
But yeah, and this is definitely a beer I would want to have either with dinner or in the winter, probably. Okay. It's a it's a hearty beer. Well, you know, it's it's not hearty like a stout. Right. And doesn't seem filling like a stout, but it's it's definitely not light like a like you know, uh, any type of uh, wheat beer and mm-hmm. some lighter pilsners or even some uh, really, really light uh, lagers as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a fan of it. Um, I guess I should probably take a couple more pictures before I drink all of this. Um, <laughs> would probably be smart. But Jared, do you, uh, while, while I'm taking these pictures, do you happen to have a watch by you and could tell me the time? Oh. I think it's, uh, we all know that that's the unmistakable cuckoo of the untranslatable owl our untranslatables are the phrases idioms sayings proverbs expressions that uh tickle our fancy or or catch our attention from around the world chad because he's in the czech republic tends to bring a lot of czech ones i like to go all over the place whatever uh country comes to my head at the time (laughs) right i i I like oh what's the uh what's the um language that they most speak in cambodia do you know what it is uh, Cambodia. Yeah. Um, I mean, my guess would be Cambodian, but I'm sure that's wrong. Uh, it's called like a Khmer. Okay. K H M E R. However, today we're talking about one of our favorite states, uh, Michigan. So I have a lot of uh, Michigan-based things uh, specifically, and so maybe I'll quiz you. Maybe we'll just talk about some of them, or I'm I'll excited. just inform the people. What do you do? You have Czech ones. I actually have one Dutch one and one Czech one oh, for you. All right, yeah. well, we can sprinkle in. We, you know, we gotta keep keep our polyglot. Well, well, there's a reason why I picked Dutch, because there is Holland, Michigan, oh, yes. which has That's a very very, very big Dutch population, and it's also a very beautiful place to visit. So check out Holland, Michigan, if you're ever there. It's on the west side of the state, and it's not too yeah. far from Lake Michigan, right? No, not at all. I think it's on Lake Michigan, isn't it? I think so. So, with that being said, let me give you my Dutch untranslatable today, Jared. Met de mond vol tanden which means to sit with your mouth full of teeth. Sit with your mouth full of tea. Uh-huh. Full of teeth. Teeth. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh, uh, to, um, to, um, like, um, to want to tell, like, uh, to have a lot of skeletons in your closet. Nope. Oh man. Nope. That's a good guess, but no. Okay. <laughs> um, to be a compulsive liar. Nope. So so let me give you an example. So so maybe I have some crazy news. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just got the director position of some English language school in Japan or South Korea or something. Mm-hmm. And th- this news is really exciting to you. And you're just kind of sitting there, and I'm like, "Why are you sitting with your mouth full of teeth?" Okay, so, you, so someone's like uh, tense or like bursting at the seams, and you can like tell that they're like a. Uh... Nope, maybe I misled you with my example. No, but I feel like you didn't. I feel like it, like it, someone's it means excited to be speechless. Like a... Oh, to be speechless. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. you didn't mislead uh-huh. me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Uh, I tried. I thought we were simpatico for a second. I was like, "No, no, no we got this. No. We got this." <laughs> no, I, I soiled it. My bad. <laughs> soiled it. Um, 
Do you know what uh, a troll is? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're from Michigan, what a troll is. So first, I'll explain what a troll is. A troll is someone on the internet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a troll is, I mean, at this point, it's people That's are probably- true. You're not wrong. No, are, like, are more familiar with troll is that rather than the little things that live under a bridge. But a right. troll is historically a little a creature, humanoid creature, that lives under a bridge. You got to pay the troll toll to get into this boy's hole. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? No, is that from? Oh, okay. Sounds like it's South Park. Always sunny. Oh. He's actually saying you got to tra- pay the troll toll to get into this boy's soul, but he uh. slurs it, and so he's like, you got to pay the troll toll to get into this boy's soul. Okay, <laughs> I should have like known old. that because I've been watching yeah. a lot of Always Sunny. That show is ridiculous. Have you seen the Nightman Cometh episode? Oh, of course. It's from that it's one. Classic. Okay, I'll have to go rewatch it. But yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, explain troll though. So a troll is what? Uh, well. So uh, a troll is what the people in the UP, which is the Upper Peninsula, call people that live in the main part of Michigan. The main part. The Lower <laughs> Peninsula. <laughs> your, body, your bias is showing. <laughs> the main part. The main part. <laughs> you said the, it, not me. The people that live in the UP, this is what they call the people that live in the important part of Michigan. The part of Michigan <laughs> where it doesn't snow 11 months out of the year. Um <laughs> No, um, uh, that li- so yeah, they live in the lower peninsula, which is the hand part of the uh, of Michigan. The and uh, so we're called trolls because we live under the bridge, which is the famous Mackinac Bridge, which I believe is one of the longest suspension bridges. Yes, sir. And um, I remember I was at an airport one time, probably hungover because I was really annoyed by this question. And the the guy that checks your ID and and um boarding pass asked, um, oh, I was in Colorado, I believe. I believe I was in Denver. And um, the guy asked, um, uh, um, like he was, you know, joking that he was like quizzing people about their, you know, about their home state. And he is like, "What's the um, longest bridge in in uh, you know this? Your state has the longest bridge in the world. What is it?" And I just guessed that it was the Mackinac Bridge. He, uh, he's like, "Yes." He's like, "How long is it?" And I was like, Ugh. "I can tell you. Uh, I think I know. Can I take a guess first? Sure." 5.2 miles. Yes, sir. Right on okay. the money. Right uh, see, on the money. I might have been hungover, but I remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're a good listener, Jared. Uh, so, so what yeah, do I, we call? So what do the trolls call the people that live in the Upper Peninsula? We call them youpers, which is a uh, which is a uh, a slur of UP people. Yep. Like yep. The, your UP you you UPers, you know youpers. Right. Yep. Um. We also, as I mentioned before, I'll just throw this out here. We call uh, we call Michigan the mitten mm-hmm. because it looks like a mitten, or it looks like you're a hand, but with the mitten on it, the way the kind of thumb is. It actually, looks very similar to that. We, and, and we so, call it the thumb in Michigan. People who true. live up there, mm-hmm. and everyone knows it's it's a, a it, that it's almost a cliche at this point that we explain where we're from to other Michiganders by pointing to spots on your hand. Yep. Now I looked at him at a at a uh, I found a picture of um, Michigan with like with all the main cities mm-hmm. on like on someone's hand, and um and you can do the same thing with the Upper Peninsula by the way. It's not going to be a mitten, but if you like put your hand, uh, what do you call this? Um, like a yeah yeah par- par- parallel, parallel to the ground. Yeah yeah parallel to the ground. With if you put your left hand parallel to the ground. Um, then you can also kind of replicate the Upper Peninsula uh, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah, I've just realized that I've been telling people 
my entire life <laughs> that I grew up in the wrong spot. <laughs> really? Where, where, yeah. where did you tell them? <laughs> I didn't realize Detroit would be considered that. I mean, yeah, because yeah, I'm not like from Detroit. Here, no, see, you're wrong too. What? No uh, way. Detroit. What I'm looking like... at. Okay. I kind. I want to. I'm going to take a picture of this of this hand and send it to you. All right. All right. I'll well, take this a is going to be tough to do. This is going to be tough to do. Worth it. Oh, I'm no, curious. It's not. I got it. I got it. So here, here's Michigan. Uh, I mean Detroit, which is I'm from the suburbs of Detroit, but it's you know if you're pointing or to Metro your hand, Detroit, as people yes. sometimes call it. But if yeah, that's what anyone on uh, inside would, would would know that. But um, so um, according to the hand that I'm looking at, Detroit is at the very is 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 like at at the right around say your knuckle on your thumb. At the very corner. Really? So I'm sending you this picture. Sorry. Do you want it on Facebook huh. or text it to you? Which one do you prefer? E- Facebook. Okay. Huh. That that's and so I've been telling okay. people according to that that I live in like um like not Lansing but maybe more like Ann Arbor is what I've been telling people. Okay. Oh, it's further. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I pointed like here. I was just okay. Oh, so your I was pointing. I was just pointing. Oh, sorry. I was pointing at Ann Arbor, not Detroit. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, sorry. Chad got his home right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. Interesting. But, um, I always yeah. point. I always point right dead center in my hand for Lansing, and it's way further. It's further right than that. Interesting. It's pretty kind of okay. north. I think Lansing's more north than I would think too. Yeah. According yeah. to this hand that I'm looking at. Right. Uh. Anyway, give me uh, your check one. All right, this one's a cool one because it rhymes. So here we go. Svetska stava. Ah, shoot, hold up. Let me make sure that's an L and not a T. Ah, Svetska slava polnitrava, which means, yeah, sounds nice, doesn't it? Which means worldly fame (laughs) is just like, well, hey, if a Czech person was saying it, I promise you it would sound nice. That's um, fair. <laughs> so this means worldly fame is just like a grass in the field. What do you think, Jared? It doesn't matter how famous you are, you're still just like a speck in the universe. I'd give you a half ham horn on that one. Because I still here, can't do that. Here, <laughs> I have here, a different ham horn, but I still can't right. do that. Here, here it says that fame is unimportant, <laughs> but it will fade away. And one should not pay too much attention to it, to fame, that is. Okay. So okay. there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. But it's easy for, that's easy for a non-famous person to say. I mean, also I don't know true. who said that. Right. But anyways, let's talk about some more Michigan things. Sure. By the way, um, party store. That's a, that's a Michigan term. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, that will throw a lot of people off. That's for sure. Um, I obviously it, know what it means being from Michigan, and that was the term we always used. Yeah, always. Oh, did you really? Oh yeah, because we had a little. You you remember? You remember going to my parents' house, and there was that little yeah, blue that party place, store, yeah. right? And we literally called that the party store. Like, hey, let's meet at <laughs> the party store. We everyone knew in Dexter where that was. I didn't. I didn't hear party store until I came back to Michigan. Maybe I was just too young. Because mm-hmm. I left Michigan when I was twelve, so it's just like I didn't hear much talk liquor tor- st- store talk before right. that. <laughs> right, <laughs> but like uh, for good reason. 
but yeah, I guess I gave it away. A party store is a liquor store. And mm-hmm. the thing about the party store is uh, it really has nothing. There's You're not really going to find party favors there at all. Like you're not going to find streamers. Mm-mm. You're not really nope. going to find. Maybe you might find some ones that have been there since like the 90s yep, in the back probably. corner. Right. But like there's not, there's, no one ever thinks party store and thinks let me get some decorations for a party or it's just all all booze. And it's interesting that party stores are such a thing too because in Michigan um you can buy alcohol anywhere. Like mm-hmm. right. So there's it's but so it's like why is there such a need for specific liquor stores when you can get it from anywhere? Cuz I've seen here in Philadelphia or Pencil or Philadelphia I'll say where you can't buy alcohol anywhere, beer uh, it's getting uh, like I saw my grocery store just started selling beer about a year ago. And there was like a beer specific place right across the street that within a couple months closed down completely. And I assume it has something to do with the fact that my grocery store started selling beer. So people are like, I'll just go to the place that I'm going to already anyway, rather than going to a different place. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, party um, store is a big one. That's for sure. Party stores seem to be thriving. I mm. had I had plenty of um, friends in high school that were uh, that parents were owners of party stores. And they always had the nicest cars. <laughs> nice. Party stores are thriving in Michigan. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend in high school that drove a Range Rover. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. And his parents owned a party store. So So I got a question for you, Jared. Not to, not to brag about some kid. I right. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this word. Um, and I've only heard it a few times. But do you know what a fudgy is? <laughs> uh. Sounds gross. No, I don't know. What it a does. Fudge it is. does sound gross. Well, I know we're, Michigan is famous for their fudge. Whenever I used to go to the Detroit Auto Show, which historically it's kind of losing favor, but I still it still is one of the top auto shows in the world. Um, that's the one time of the year I would eat fudge because they'd always sell fudge at the auto show, and it was like Mackinac fudge. Does that have mm-hmm. anything to do with that? Yeah. So so well, first of all, Mackinac is the place where you need to go to get the best fudge. At least that would be my insider tip. Yeah. Or, or I mean, the touristy thing. A, fudge is such a, like a decadent thing to eat. It though. is. It is. Like it needs to be put on top of something or something. But like maybe this just shows my, my aging. But something about eating just pure sugar and chocolate like that or you know, is just like. You got to cut it into so, little slices and you're good. Yeah, it just seems so abusive to my. Uh, right. <laughs> like my parents brought me uh, or sent me pecan candy like pralines, mm-hmm. which is a, a Louisiana thing. Which is, you know, Louisiana's form of pure sugar. <laughs> right. Every state has it. That's for sure. Yeah, every state has their iteration of pure sugar. And it just seemed, and I ate one kind of this morning because I, 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 I can't have it as a dessert because I'm usually drinking tea at night and I put honey in tea. And just honey with that seems like too much sugar already. Okay. So I drink it. I eat. I usually eat one every couple of days in the morning when I drink coffee in the morning at home because uh, it goes great with coffee. Because coffee is bitter enough to offset the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like, I, it still seems so abusive. Like, I ate it four, four, four hours ago, and I still like, I, I feel like I can still feel it in my mouth. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so a fudgy, though, is a, a oh, tourist right. I'm sorry. visiting. You're good. It's a tourist visiting Mackinac Island. Uh, oh, just coming for the fudge? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my I've, God. I have another term. I have another term, and I'm going to ask you what your opinion is on this. Because I didn't start hearing this term until we were in college at Albion. And the term is... Same. I know what you're going to say. But yes, townies. Same. I didn't hear that either. But 
I, I think it also kind of depends on the, you know, you kind of seem like you could grow up in a city that uh, would have townies. I guess I could too. I grew up in Clarkston. But a townie is like the is like a derogatory term. At least, well, the way it was used when we were, went to school, I don't know what your explanation is, and I wonder if it says what this is. Because the way it was used in our school was kind of the derogatory term that um, the outsiders had. Because essentially, you know, 99% of the people that went to Albion College did not grow up in Albion. We knew right. a couple people, like right. our buddy Craig or Paul or something like that. Right. But, but it's few and far majority, between. Mm-hmm. vast majority of them didn't, you know, grew up, you know, in suburbs like me or, you know, West Coast or whatever. So, you know, whatever. But um, there, it seemed like it was a derogatory term that was used for the local people in that town. So, like, uh, the outsiders that felt like they were almost better than, like, the local people uh, is how it would seem to be used a lot. And I would say not only the local people, but I would I think it's important to specify the the locals who weren't studying at Albion because we didn't call right. we didn't call the students who lived in Albion that eventually studied at Albion townies. It was all the people who weren't studying. I think there. that kind of I think that kind of goes to show the um, the sort of the offensive nature of it. Where it's like you wouldn't call you wouldn't just call your friend a townie to his face, would you? Like, that, that's I don't think so. No, it would come off probably offensive. Yeah, I I I always found the term a little rude, to be honest with you. Like, especially the way people use it, and and I don't know if I don't know if you know it's not really my place to say, but you know the the majority of the population of Albion is black, and I feel like it's a lot of white kids throwing around the term townie. Right, and right. to me, it it also had some racial undertones to it. Yeah, well, there, or am I just a, being a, a sensitive snowflake, Jared? I I mean, I I, I have uh, that makes sense. I'll put it that way. That makes perfect sense. It's it's like when you um when you watch Fox News and they call uh, black people like thugs. Mm-hmm. There there was a famous clip from a couple of years ago. Uh, where um, there was this one black guy on Fox News, and they were talking to him about you know some crime that happened to involve a black person, and they're like, "Well, what about these thugs that are that are this, these thugs are doing this?" And the uh, the the black guy was like, "Thugs," and he's like, "You know what? Just call them niggers." He's like, "Just call them niggers." Oh, <laughs> he's like, "He's like, I know what you mean when you say when you keep calling them thugs." He's like, "Just call them the N word." <laughs> right. He's like, "Who are you fooling here?" And 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 so. That's what I thought of when, so I can understand how you know a word like townie could be that sort of like their form of just like, like these people that are quote unquote below us or or, or you know whatever. So yeah, right. I get that. Yeah, I and never that liked was new, that term. That was that was new to me as well. I, I had not heard that before either. But apparently but I, that's um, a Michigan thing, I guess. Really? So they don't have townies outside of a uh, Michigan? I don't, I don't know if they use the same hmm. words. Okay. Um. I'm I'm gonna take a uh, before you give me some more terms because I do want more. Do you remember uh, the Pure Michigan commercials? Of course, they're the greatest. First of all, you know they're uh, <laughs> who the background voice guy is. It's Tim Allen, isn't it? Yeah, a local uh, celebrity. Right. Um, I found um a Pure Michigan remake, a bunch of them, done by a guy a guy named John Kerfoot. I want to play one of them because these right. are hilarious. Let's do it. Um, and this one is about uh, the winter in Michigan's. Uh, see, I, I tried to avoid the. Um, did everything in my power to try to avoid um, 
to try to avoid um uh what do you call it advertisements uh-huh. but I loaded it a while ago and then let it sit, and now it's like confused because it's like, wait, wait, we need to give you an advertisement. I'll play, but I'm just gonna be an advertisement now. Everywhere oh no, it's not. Hey. Michigan feels like the first. <laughs> that first. Me... Oh. Every winter in Michigan feels like the first. That first ride down the hill. <laughs> that first perfectly built snowman. That first snowball fight. And Michiganders can't help but have that first-time feeling with winter, because one day it's clear and sunny, and the next is a goddamn blizzard. Their first touch of snow is so cold and blistering that it can kill a senior citizen in under two minutes. Their first sight of a salt truck occurs three weeks after the roads have already turned to ice. And in Michigan, they all drive like it's their first winter, handling the roads at a top speed of four miles per hour. That is, except for the crazy bastards in their trucks and SUVs. (laughs) But the real reason for driving slow is not for safety, but to stop and stare at the asshole's house that has more Christmas lights on it than Clark Griswold's. (laughs) Winter virgins. Idiots. Pure Michigan. Uh, I watched like six of those earlier today. (laughs) We'll have to post some of those on our Facebook and Twitter. Because those are good. We'll have to post those when the episode drops. They're so funny. I love those. And what's funny, too, is like, this is making me a little nostalgic. Uh, I went to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, before I came abroad to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with my dad. And, you know, there's no prettier sight than when you're coming across the the Michigan border and you see the pure Michigan signs. Yes, yes. Um, So that was John Kerfoot, by the way, K-E-R-F-O. Okay, nice. I'll post some to our Twitter, and Chad might post some to our Facebook. (laughs) But... um, yeah, check them out. They're hilarious. There's another one. I mean, there's a bunch, but another one I cracked up about was one he had uh, about the roads. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah, the also... roads are awful in Michigan. But those those pure Michigan commercials are j- traditionally the real ones are Tim Allen. Um, that's, for example, he'll do, he'll do one like about Sault Ste. Marie, mm-hmm. and it'll sound like that soothing Sault Ste. Marie. Right. Oh, for looking sure. Looking out onto the beautiful Blue Lake, Michigan. Right. Sitting down for dinner at Grandma's house. They Everyone need to have you be around. the voiceover guy. That sounds really good. Yeah, especially that now really in, in, in this climate. Um, uh, Tim Allen's a little, uh, little uh, problematic. You know, right. it might be nice to have a right a nice diverse a Michigander in That's there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up, your Michigan. That's right. So, Jared, I want to ask you to pronounce a couple words because I'm curious okay. to see if you say them the Michigan way or not. So, Jared, what do you call you that betcha. thing that is uh, usually red or orange, or if it's really hot, it's blue? Fire. Say it one more time for me. Fire. Okay. I think I think you say it normally. I say fire. Fi- like you put a lot of emphasis on that I- I-R. 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 Apparently, I say it like it's F-Y-E-R, fire. Fire. Oh, fire. fire. Uh-huh. Oh. Not fire, but fire. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because, I've heard that before. <laughs> because I was when I was in Vienna, there was a there was a girl that would always make fun of me for the way I would say fire. <laughs> she'd always say it's fire. Or I can't even say it right, but she'd be like, It's fire. Not- <laughs> Did you make fun of her for the way she said victory? 
<laughs> I didn't. Victory. <laughs> she, she, she was American, so her victory was fine. Oh. Um, but yeah. Okay, Jared, what do you call the thing you look at in the morning when you're, you know, I don't know, combing your hair, brushing your teeth? It's in your bathroom usually. A mirror. Okay, so you don't say it the Michigan way. I, I see. I, I've I've been so like I, I I'm I'm not a good I'm a I'm a citizen of the world, Chad. <laughs> no place can claim me because I, I yes I grew up in Michigan, but I lived in Michigan for the longest period of my life. But it, really, it was from what let's say three two or three to twelve, mm-hmm. and then I was gone for four years, and then I another two years in high school. And then I was in college, which is, this is all in Michigan, but like I didn't have like a traditional childhood in Michigan. Let's put it that right, way. So it's right. hard to say I grew up there, even right. though that is where I technically spent the most amount of time with, not that long. <laughs> right. Well, what, what do you think is the Michigan way to say mirror? Mirror. 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 I don't know. Mirror. 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 Oh, yeah. I was yeah, looking in the mirror know. yesterday. <laughs> This is worse than the Wienerish episode. And, all right. <laughs> and I have to be careful, though, because sometimes my Michigander accent will slip out when I'm teaching. And oh. so, so yesterday we were going over car... Act- Man, I could have used you in my lesson. We were going over cars and car parts. You would have been perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to Skype you in tomorrow for, for our lesson. <laughs> That's declassified style, baby. That's right. Um, I would but, happily do that. I, but people so, would be falling asleep. Like, hey, <laughs> beat them. <laughs> right. Or what's that? Everyone's Hunza. name is Jan. Or like 16 yeah. Jans, yeah, Jans or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yannick. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so we were, we were talking about car parts, and uh, one of the vocab words was rear view mirror. That's a, I, that must be a tongue twister for a, uh, a non yeah, English speaker. Right. But I kept saying rear view mirror. And oh, I yeah, caught yeah, myself, yeah. and I was like, all right, guys, just a heads up. This is how you should say it, mirror. This is how I'm going to say it, mirror. But it's probably easier for them to say mirror than mirror. Right. Exactly. But, you, you, but you, I guess you're not supposed to teach them the wrong thing. <laughs> right. Um, all right, Jared, what do you call, um, what do you call that um, dairy drink from cows? Oh, uh, yeah. I call it milk. But, I say uh, milk I, as well. Michigander, Michiganders, Michiganders say milk, right? Exactly. With an e? Milk. I know uh-huh. people that say milk. You yeah. know what they also do? What? Uh, how do you say huevos in English? E- eggs. A lot of Michiganders, and this is just what I've noticed personally, say eggs. Oh yeah, eggs. Like not you're not right. eggs, but I bought egg, some eggs. Like eight, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought some eggs. Yeah, you're right. And, sim- you're right. and also similar to the milk is uh, bagel. They say uh, bagel. Or like uh-huh. bagel. I've heard that before too. And pillow, they often they often say pillow as well. Yep, yep. Could you pick up? Could you? Not could you? Could you pick up? Could you pick up the eggs and some milk? <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm trying to think. What are some other uh, Michigan things we say? Are you oh, just pulling these off the top of your head? A oh. lot. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> oh, I am. Wow. Jen, what do you what do you call the DMV in Michigan? Uh, Secretary of State is what we call the DMV. First Say it of all. one more time. Secretary of State. Oh, see, you said it the Michigan way first. I did. <laughs> then I could. Then I like enunciated the second it, yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it because I don't think I did it because I noticed that I was saying it away. I think it's just naturally for, saying for it the being second more time. I, right. I enunciate for yeah. sure. <laughs> but yeah, we call but it I like Secretary of State. 
not secretary <laughs> yeah. of state, but secretary. It's like secretaria is a word. Secretary yeah. of state. Secretary of state. For the longest time, too, I thought DMVs were something that only has ex- existed in like television shows. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I was like, everyone just calls it the secretary of state. Like, there's no DM- like DMVs don't exist. Then later, I found out each state calls it something different. Or like right. a lot of different, there's a lot of different names for it, but I just always assume that DMV was just like the TV, like like you know, always in TV shows they say five five five. That's what the right. DMV was. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, so another another common thing in Michigan, I would say, and probably mid the Midwest as well, is um, we'll pronounce words with T's a little differently. So Jared, what's the opposite of big? Little. Say that again? Little. See, and that's how we say it. Little. Little. Okay. I, I'm trying we to don't say little. Do- <laughs> we say little. <laughs> I'm right? trying to say it the same way the second time. <laughs> right. Or or what do you call what do you call um like Detroit, Philadelphia, Los Angeles? These are all what? Cities. City. We don't say city, but city. Uh, okay. So yeah, the, the subtleties the, I don't notice. Right. In my own because I grew up in it. Right, and like I've only Bane. started to be more retrospective of it after I became an English teacher, especially in you, English as a foreign language teacher. Do you get a lot of people that, um, I mean, you, you spend probably more, I mean, not probably, obviously, more time around non-Americans than I do. Do you get a lot of people that call you out for, like, oh, you sound so Midwesterner? I guess it would probably be good to ask me, too, because I live in the East Coast, but where they have a very different accent. I mean, here, I don't think they would know. Right, I don't think my students right. would be able to tell you what a what an East Coast accent is, West Coast, Midwest. Oh, they just hear American. Exactly. Now, in the states, right. when I have met other English teachers, like I went to a conference in Chicago last February. Um, that might be another Michigan thing, saying February. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, I talked to a lot of people, and a couple of people immediately kind of looked at me. They were like, "You're from the Midwest, aren't you?" I was yeah. Like, yep. Yes, I am. Yeah. Maybe it was I the feel, ope yeah. that gave it away. I feel like the, the longer I'm out of it, I, I can notice it more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I'm surrounded by this East Coast accent, which is very different. Right. Um, do you know what Michigan means or where it comes from? Doesn't it mean land of the lakes or land of great lakes? It means large lake or large water. Okay. Speaking of, that's another one, water. How do you... Uh, that's that's the big difference where everyone will always notice for me mm-hmm. is that word, water. Because yeah, we 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 really emphasize that ah yep. water. Yeah. In Philadelphia, they say water. Really? Yeah. Wa- wa- like water. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, water. And I so, mean, and I, I have to stop myself from calling because now I can. I'm, it's normal now. But right. for like the first year, I'd be like, yeah, water. <laughs> Well, I noticed uh, that I noticed how how nasally my A's are after I came here, because most of my colleagues water. learned British English, right? Yeah, um, and they teach British English, and it sounds so much more elegant than Midwestern Ooh, English, right? And so that was actually uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. And so I started to instead of saying class that at ah, class, I oh, would yeah. say I would say all right, class. Like I'd soften Ooh, it. Gross. Feels feels weird, but like <laughs> when I was doing it, like okay, it just class. seemed right. It just seemed more more normal. And also, oh, I don't no. know if you do picked you speak it up. With a British accent in your classes? I do all the time. <laughs> no, no, not really. But um, another another Hello. word that I've been 
softening as well. And and you do this one, and this isn't a Michigan thing. Well, the Michigan way to say it is ant. Oh uh, yeah. And I've started to say aunt. Feels weird. Okay. But I'm starting to get used to it a little bit. Aunt is very normal to me. Ant feels weird. Right. Um yeah, so uh, but I can tell you like the etymology of it. Michigan mm-hmm. is the French form of the Ojibwa word. You mean Ojibwa? Uh, Ojibwe. <laughs> <laughs> Parada. Uh, word uh, Michigama, meaning large water. There you go. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, and there are lakes everywhere. I've I've mentioned this plenty of times, but um, that's a staple of of um. Oh, that's a st- well. I'll get to it later. But that's a staple of um, of Michigan is the lakes, and it's not even a joke. I, right. I literally had multiple. I mean, I grew up my the main place I lived was in Clarkson. I lived there for seven years. That was we had a lake. I had a lake in my backyard. I had multiple friends that had lakes everywhere. You know, you're always in someone's lake or on someone's boat. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to ice skate on my in my friend's backyard on his lake in winter. Yep, me too. Um, and uh, apparently I still got it because I killed it a couple of weeks ago out there. Nice. Nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, so um, I, that was – I remember I went I went um, jet skiing for the first time in college with my, our buddy Guardo, mm-hmm. as nice. I call him. Everyone else calls him Eric. Um, and I had never been on a jet ski before. First of all, it was the most fun I ever in my life. Second of all, uh, I think oh, Guardo's trying to kill blast. me. I, and first of all, I didn't also understand before I used a jet ski that the way to turn is you also have to be moving. Like you can't turn and not have yeah, the accelerator Yeah, you have going. to move. Exactly. <laughs> and so as soon as you let off the accelerator, it just it, like stops kind of abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, Guardo whipped me like multiple times to the point where like there was one time I fell off the jet ski and I was in the air so long. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> I had time to think like, huh. I am high up right now. Like I have not hit the ground yet. Right. And then I hit the water, and uh, my. And then later that day, we played ultimate frisbee for like two hours, and then I woke up the next morning, and I almost couldn't drive home because my tailbone was so sore. Oh, <laughs> was, I believe it. I believe it. So I was my first of all, my entire body was sore, but my tailbone especially because I landed on it in this jet ski. But he, we were on his lake, and he was using his neighbor's jet ski. I think that's a key. A component of Michigan is not just like yeah the water's there, but like the community that forms around the fact oh, that the water. Oh, absolutely, there. absolutely. Because I've also mentioned how I've ended up on uh, like I've ended up on people's boats where it's like my neighbor, my my like I'm going to my friend's house and he's like, oh, we're going over to my neighbor's house who I don't know, and we're gonna like hang out on their boats. Has that happened to you by any chance? Uh, you well, don't, although you didn't live in a lakey area, but yeah, well, you live in kind of a weird area. May, may I correct you? Good sir, my my grandmother used to own a cottage on Silver Lake in Pinckney, which was a ten minute drive from my oh, parents' yeah, house. Oh yeah, Pinckney, right? I remember that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So so I I spent my childhood going fishing. Um, there mm. was bluegills there. I would go. Um, Everyone has a lake. <laughs> right, right, right. And my uncle and I would always go. We would call it turtle hunting, but we would catch a turtle and then release it. Right, and you know, right. we would just scoop oh, it yeah, up like and snapping that. turtles or something like that. They had a lot of beautiful painted turtles at this lake. Oh, right, they were really okay. nice. Uh, and so yeah, so and that's also where I learned how to ice skate, learned how to swim in that lake. Although I'm not a fast swimmer, Gross. I definitely feel like I can. Stay afloat if I need to, which is always good. People and yeah, are very conflicted about the lake swimming. Really? I've done it plenty of times, but people find it to be disgusting. 
Well, they're disgusting. That's all I got to say about that. I feel <laughs> feel personally attacked right now, Jared. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've actively seen one of my friends uh, shit in the middle of a, in a, of a oh lake. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, you couldn't see anything. It was all, he literally just had a... Uh, his um, <laughs> it, like his uh, life jacket on. He was just floating there and holding his uh, swim trunks and. Uh, but anyway, jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not super, super clean. But you know, whatever. You know, we're not here for a long time, Jared. We're here for a good time. Yolo. <laughs> exactly. Well, Many let's, let's talk about some other Michigan things. Uh, we've okay. mentioned this. I think this is a very typical Michigan thing, uh, and we've mentioned this on the pod before. But an irrational hatred for Ohio. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the feeling's mutual. Oh, I would agree. I think they hate us agree. right back. Like for irrationally sure. hate us back. I don't think they're over there like, yeah, I don't get it. They're fine. Michigan's cool. Uh, we don't know why right. they hate us. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think, think some of it has to do with sports, don't you think? I think a lot of it started with sports. And then it just it just trickled out into uh, people just finding you know reasons to shit on on each other, but it definitely for sure started with sports because there's a huge r- Big Ten rivalry there. But there's a you know there's there's kind of like a it's like a love triangle of rivalry between um like the like the two Michigan schools, Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio. Like because there's there seems like if 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 if, if Ohio is out of the picture and it's Michigan versus Michigan State, you'll find a lot of that same irrational hatred. Oh yeah, I don't think that's irrational. I, I think you'll you'll find people <laughs> you'll find people shitting on Ann Arbor for like like things about Ann Arbor or shitting on like the people of Ann Arbor or sh- shitting on the people of Lansing or like right. or you know the city of, of East Lansing not Lansing East Lansing people will always those East Lansing people will always correct if you say Lansing <laughs> hey I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't know, correct but you I've but, been corrected plenty of times oh I'm sure <laughs> well I I would agree I mean I think like you said a lot of it came down to the Michigan Ohio State rivalry in football which is huge. Although yes. you know me as a Spartan, I got to take my jabs when I can. It hasn't been much of a rivalry in the last 10 years, in the last decade. No, you're right. That's not even a jab. That's just stating the facts. Right. I mean, you just that's yeah. And what's funny though is because my parents live very close to Ann Arbor where the University of Michigan is, I get a lot of really good insights from Wolverine fans or University of Michigan fans about mm-hmm. how they're feeling about the state of both rivalries, U of M and MSU, Michigan State, and U of M and OSU. And what's really funny is if you ask people our age, so in their 20s, um, they will tell you they actually think the rivalry is bigger between U of M and MSU because U of M used to always kick Michigan State's ass. But ever right. since Mark D'Antonio came to East Lansing and became the football coach, I want to say he's like eight and eight and twelve, uh, or, or, or he's he's only lost I think three or four times against Michigan since okay. he's been there, which is a pretty good record for any coach. I don't care if it's a rivalry or not to right. win that many games against any team. And right. so the younger the younger Wolverines will tell you that they have a bigger hatred for Michigan State than they do for OSU. But the older ones, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. That makes sense, though, because I mean, like, and and that's I think that's why I mentioned that um, the the rivalry started as a sports thing, but now because because I think the hatred for for Ohio is still there. Like, even though the rivalry is bigger internally, mm-hmm. the hatred for Ohio still still brew strong. Oh, for sure. And and and, and even though that rival the rivalry is not as strong uh, sports wise. Um, because unfortunately Ohio State's been dominating that that rivalry. Um, 
like the the hatred is still there regardless and and the and people that aren't even sports fans but you know everyone obviously is, you know most people in Michigan are probably surrounded by either a Michigan or Michigan you know Michigan or Michigan state fans or a mix of both I'm surrounded right. by a mix of both mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yes you are and I'm not really either <laughs> like, right. I, I'm I'm just not I don't care enough <laughs> uh so it's fun to uh pick on both people all i need right. is my one michigan shirt and my one michigan state shirt and i'm good to go that's right that's right <laughs> fit it anywhere <laughs> exactly yeah it's um, it's weird though like you will definitely hear people in michigan talk shit about ohio for sure yeah um without yeah. a doubt what are I some other all the time. right same here what are some other typical michigan things for you jared typical michigan things coney island oh yeah you got you gotta explain that to our listeners so does any place else do Coney Island like Michigan does? Because this is a, at least in my mind, a uniquely Michigan thing. I mean, there are diners, obviously, right? But you Coney also Island, gotta, you got to explain to our listeners what Coney dogs are, because we have a lot of listeners who aren't from Michigan, so they probably don't. So let know. me start with Coney Island. Coney Island, which is a um, area in New York, <laughs> outside of New York City, is also a uh, very popular. Hmm. Isn't Coney Island it's like a, an amusement park in New York? Oh, is that what it is? I th- I thought so. Let me let me just wrong. Google it. Let's just Google it. I'll give you the official Wikipedia definition. Perfect. Of 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 the Coney Island restaurants and where that name comes from. I it might have something to do with um the Greek uh cuz there's a heavy Greek influence on 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 the Coney Islands. Oh. So uh, anyway, Coney Island is a – all right, let me just explain it how Wikipedia does. I'm going to mess it up. Uh, Coney Island is a type of restaurant that is popular in the northern United States, uh, specifically Michigan, as I mentioned. And the staple of Coney Island is the Coney dog. So I think think the best way to explain it is Coney Island is not a restaurant. Coney Island is almost a genre of restaurant. It's a culture. It's an atmosphere. It's a way of life. No, it's a, <laughs> right. um, it's it's not a rest. It's it's a style of diner. It's a very. It's not because it's not even just diner, but Coney Island is a very specific style of diner. And so Coney Islands have um, a very. They all a lot of them have very similar staples on the menu. All fo- but the main staple that everyone will have is the Coney dog, which is a hot dog that has a very uh, sort of Michigan style of chili on top of it with onions and cheese. And that's the uh, the Coney dog, and that's where Coney Island, I, I think, really gets to start from the main two, which are what Lafayette and um, I'm not sure what the Mark. No, I'm not sure what the other one is. Lafayette. I'm looking at it right now. Lafayette and um, American Coney Island. They're right next to each other, and it's almost kind of that same rivalry that you hear about in Philadelphia with like Pat's and Geno's, the the Philly cheesesteaks. Uh-huh. They're right next to each other, and there's kind of that like um, rivalry. It's like Lafayette's better than than American, or American's better than Lafayette. But at the end of the day, much like Pat's and Geno's, they're making the same goddamn thing. Right, <laughs> right, more or less. But, yeah, and uh, they might taste slightly different, but they're you know, I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to argue that one's like gr- bad and the other is better. You know, right. Um. Anyway, so that's what the but so those are the two originals, but but in those two places specifically only sell Coney dogs and like French fries, I believe. Mm-hmm. But the but the but the Coney Island chain is so much bigger than that. The oh, Coney for sure. Island is a diner and so they all have this kind of um very similar diner items breakfasts 
uh, you know, soups and chicken nuggets and burgers are all very similar. Then a lot of them will have, uh, you know, some unique things to their different uh, restaurants. So there are some popular, um, some popular Coney Island uh, chains. My personal favorite, I, I spent some time living in, um, in Birmingham, Michigan, and in Royal Oak. And ones that both of those had were Leo's. And I also oh, had Leo's a friend in high school. I had a friend in high school, and he knew one of the uh, sons of the owners of Leo's. So every once or twice, we got a little hookup when we went nice. to the Birmingham one. Nice. But anyway, um, that's a popular one. There's also National, I believe. Um, do you can you think of any other Coney Islands? I mean, there's a bunch of like of the ra- there's a bunch of like random ones. Like I think there's like a Marks Coney Island. Oh, it looks like Leo's and National are the two biggest yeah, ones. Yeah, and Leo, Leo's was my favorite for sure. Yeah, that was my go-to. Mine as uh, well. But it was more. But I, I don't have anything against National. This was all just out of convenience. Right. <laughs> have you and, Have you ever been to a Coney place where they have two different types of chili, the Flint style or the Detroit style? No. What are the differences? Do you know so, the difference? So the yeah yeah I'm trying to think of it. Flint is about an hour north of Detroit. I think a little this, more than an hour north, so, and, two and, hours maybe. And the and the meaning for these two t- different types of chili, it's a little, it's a little dark, it's a little gross, but I believe Detroit it has more meat in it because more dead bodies, and Flint, oh, yeah, yeah, and and Flint is a, is like a runnier type of chili with less meat. This, <laughs> went dark what, real quick. Representing the water or something? I have no idea. This, <laughs> the I mean, brown the, water. This was. Oh, they they probably started using this name before they had the water. Uh, before they realized how terrible their water was. Right, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Coney Coney dogs are a huge thing. Um, and for our listeners out there that don't know what those are, they are. It's a hot dog with chili, usually also onions and mustard, and it is delicious. And so another popular thing I, sh- I wanted to mention this because I, a lot of them. It is it is a typically Greek owned restaurant, mm-hmm. so you'll find a lot of Greek, uh, you know, the Leos and the National. I think are specifically Greek owned, but like um, even some of the smaller ones that we haven't mentioned are too, and uh, so they have like that. A lot of them have baklava. That's mm-hmm. a very common thing you'll find at a Coney Island. A lot of them have the uh, flaming cheese. Are you familiar with that? I assume. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Uh, so what they'll do is it's a it's a hot cheese. It, well, it's just cheese for when they bring it out, and then the way it's there's like some layer on top of it that can light it on fire. So they'll light it on fire, and a big flame will go off, and the waiter, waiter or waitress will will go opa, uh-huh. and then <laughs> yep. and then everyone dips like bread into this hot uh, melted cheese, which I don't think I've ever had actually. But it's, oh, it's good. It's good. I know what it would like. It's not that I like I wouldn't eat it, but I, like that's not. I, I'm not a huge cheese person like that. Okay, that's fair. And uh, and so it's like it's just never really appealed to me. But it, like, I, not like I wouldn't try it. Um, and it's very entertaining. Every now and again, you might get lucky and see someone accidentally set off a um, a flaming cheese over the fire extinguisher, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the fire alarm will go off and the sprinklers will go off. I've only seen that on Twitter, but um, <laughs> right, <laughs> it's happened before. Uh, um. So uh, yeah, so that is something that I would say is um, to answer your question that you asked me forty-five minutes ago. That is a <laughs> classic Michigan thing for me that I miss to this day. And another thing that's great about it is one, it's open twenty-four hours, mm-hmm. um, but it is the greatest. Uh, you know, we go back to I believe episode five where we talked about drunchies. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I lived in Royal Oak. 
um, this was post college. You know, I didn't. I, I lived in Birmingham, so there was no drunchies. No one was inviting me to parties in high school. Right. Um, <laughs> but at college, I was old enough to buy my own alcohol. <laughs> right. I mean, right. this is after college. After college, I was old enough to buy my own alcohol. Anyway, so that was a popular um, post, like morning, morning after spot for me and my oh, roommate Don best, to the go best to. Best morning after spot. That's for sure. And we. We would we would often and it's cheap, you know. It's 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 uh it's so you can go in there with with you know ten bucks and be thoroughly satiated. Oh, for sure, that's a good word right there too. We you are, I love that word. You are no doubt thoroughly satiated after spending some time at Coney Island. That's for sure. Yes. Um. All right. So I gave you something. Let's just go back and forth. Uh, things that are pure Michigan. So I want to stick with foods here. Better made potato chips. Yes, pure yeah, Michigan, yeah, yeah. delicious. Love the barbecue ones that are kind of hot. Those are those mm-hmm. are really good. Yeah, and I think a popular goal. I think if you're going to bring up those, you might as well bring up Fago while you're at it. Ooh, That's your, oh yeah. Oh, or yeah. For, although my favorite, my favorite Michigan beverage of all time, forget booze because Michigan also has a great beer, Verner's, um, Verner's ginger ale. Oh, Verner's there is, is no ginger so ale that great. I've ever found that has that level in i can tell you why it's the best one no ginger ale i've ever found is that bubble that like like it's more carbonated than every ginger ale i've ever had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is way more bubbly and the bubbles are intenser and i like that and the taste tastes better too but those bubbles specifically get me verner's in a can unbeatable oh for sure now i have a question for you and though, because we'll probably put whiskey in there too but Oh, that'd you can be delicious. Drink it without the whiskey if you're under uh, underage, right? Or well, the, sober or something. Well, the, the question, <laughs> the question I have for you though, see, a lot of my relatives, like grandparents, great great aunt, great uncle, they lived in Michigan, so they were Michiganders. Your family is more from the South, correct? Yes. So my my um, uncle, he would often tell me if I had a stomach ache, um, yep. yep, to take Verner's. Well. Yes, my well, that's I think that's a that's a or not, I don't know if it's universal. I I wouldn't hear Werner specifically, but I, the ginger ale thing for sure. Mm-hmm. But they, I guess, the only difference is they wouldn't specify Werners <laughs> unless right. it was like my parents while we were at home. But like my grandparents wouldn't say drink some Werners, but they would say get some ginger ale. But then they'd bring out some whack shit like some Schweppes or or Canada Dry. No, get that out of here. We need Werners. I found one grocery store, and I haven't checked in a while, but a couple years ago, the, the grocery store that was right around the corner from my parents' house in Louisiana had Verner's, and I walked in there and saw that, and I was like, oh. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yes. So better made potato chips are for sure. You can't. Those are hard to find, though. I mean, Verner's is too, but better made you, like, I can't find that here for sure. I can't right. find that here. You'll just have to come visit me in Michigan, then, then we'll have a... Better made party. <laughs> okay, uh, I've never wanted to visit you less than after <laughs> after that. <laughs> um, can I just uh, re- real quick run through some famous Michiganders for you? Oh, for sure. Some did you knows actually? Because Absolutely. some of these are shocking to me. Can you wait? Can we make this a quiz? Can you can you give me tossing a couple fake ones? And I have to guess whether or not they're Michiganders. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'll give you an obvious one. We'll start easy. Okay. Henry Ford. Obviously Michigander, president of the United States. Not or, that no, Henry no, Ford. different Ford. Was he Henry Ford? He was also Henry Ford, you're wasn't thinking he? Of, 
Or Gerald no, Ford. Uh, Gerald Ford. Gerald this Ford. is the greatest podcast oh, ever, people. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Ford, yes. Henry Ford was a Michigander, though, wasn't Slipping he? Slipping on gator piss. <sighs> Gerald Ford? I don't know. No, no Gerald Ford was. I'm, I think he was. I mean, we'll he, he was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's from Grand Rapids, because that's yeah. the name of the airport in Grand Rapids, isn't it? I've never been to that that airport that airport before. I'm the wrong person. Oh no, to ask. he's no. Gerald Ford was born, and why are you bringing me into your your uh, <laughs> fake news? I was talking about Henry Ford, and now you're bringing me into looking like an idiot with you. Because no, uh, uh, Gerald Ford was, uh, but I think Gerald Ford does have some connect. Let me go to his Wikipedia. He, he was a representative. He was a representative in Michigan. I know for a fact he was. Oh, he grew up in Michigan. He was born in Omaha, but he grew up in Michigan. There you go. And so he is a Grand Rapids. That is right. He, okay. So he's not born there, but he's from there. Right. Oh and, God. And, and, to, uh, <laughs> and, and Henry Ford is also from Michigan. Yeah. So there's another fact. I didn't even have him on my list. There, there you go. Former President of the United States Gerald Ford. Henry Ford, who is the founder, CEO, chairman, <laughs> president of Ford Motor Company, mm-hmm. um, famous, um, he he revolutionized production, uh, the idea of mass production and uh, economies of scale through the um, through the assembly line, which is obviously something still used today. Can I can I drop you with a fun fact? Drop it, baby. He actually took. The, the stole it from some Jewish person or a black st- person. Stole or something. it from Oldsmobile. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting because yep. GM later bought Oldsmobile. Yep. Anyways, give me some more Michiganders or or non Michiganders. Well, he might have stolen it from uh, Oldsmobile, but I mean, as he's the one that's getting credit for it. So I have to, right. As as far as history is concerned, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, share. <laughs> I'm gonna say not Michigander. Uh, you are correct. Okay. Where but is the she reason from? I brought, she's from like California or something. The reason I brought up Cher is because um, <laughs> the next one I was going to bring up is Madonna. Well, I know she studied for a stint at the University of Michigan. So I'm just going to go out there and say it and she's a Michigander. She is. And okay. her daughter, she was born in Bay City, Michigan. Uh-huh. And her daughter also went to U of M. Her daughter's somewhere around our age, okay. roughly. Um, well, this is hard to because this is hard for me to sprinkle in fake ones because I don't have like it's easier if I have a list of fake ones written down already because right. now I'm just like making up people on the top of my head at, and looking at the list of actual people and trying to think of like. Uh, um, all right, I got one for you. Um, Tom Selleck. Do you know who Tom Selleck is? Oh yeah, the Mustache Man. Of course, I know Tom. Mustache Selleck. Man. He's, from Magnum PI, I believe. He's, also, he's not from Michigan. I don't think is he, or you is are he? You're wrong. He was born in Detroit, Michigan. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Tom Selleck is a Michigander. People. All right. Nice. How about uh, Chuck Norris? Definitely not Michigander. Where is he from? I have no idea. Okay, you're so sure. I just I I don't know where he's from either. But you were so sure. I mean, he was part of uh, <laughs> uh, Texas uh, Texas Rangers, so I'm gonna say Texas. That's, that's it's a television show. <laughs> uh, he's from. He was born in Oklahoma. Okay, but that doesn't mean that's where he grew up. Right. But um, he was born in Oklahoma. But yeah, also you know, th- that was a. Oh, he lives in Texas now. So <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> but he's a. I mean, I, of course he lives in Texas. But yeah, um, I really want to say that was just a TV show, Chad. But, but oh, <laughs> maybe not. 
<laughs> I love Texas so much. Let's make a show about me being a ranger in Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, everyone's favorite action star, Steven Seagal. Everyone's favorite sexual assaulter, Steven Seagal. Oh, Everyone's no. favorite fatso, Steven Seagal. I didn't realize he was a, a sexual assaulter. Uh, ooh. Um, I'm going to say he... Allegedly. I don't, I don't know. I could... I'm not allowed to answer. Maybe am I? <laughs> I mean, I you're the one that even brought up this game. It I'm kind gonna of say no. I'm gonna say no. He's not from Michigan. No, uh, you are wrong. He is from Michigan. Oh, he was wow. uh, apparently born in Lansing, right around your oh, neck of the interesting. neck of the okay. woods. All right. Um, Ted Nugent, sadly from Michigan. Ted Nugent is one of the worst representatives of the state ever. Only, well, no. The only person second to Ted Nugent, well, the person Kid second Rock? to, uh, there we go. Kid Rock, all right. <laughs> Fun fact about Kid Rock, I went to elementary school and high school with his son. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, his son is uh, a year younger than us. Did you ever uh, meet Bobby him? Bobby Ritchie. Yeah, of course. I, I went to school with him. No, no, no. I mean uh, Kid Rock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, I, met him, I met him in elementary school, but I, I knew he was like a famous singer, but in elementary school, I wasn't really... I don't think I was fully aware of how famous he was because I wasn't listening to that garbage. Right. <laughs> um, so I knew he was like a famous person. Like 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 Bobby Ritchie's dad is a famous person and he's a singer. That's what I knew. Okay. But I didn't realize who really Kid Rock was. And okay. I, I knew he was Kid Rock, if that makes any sense. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. You know, kids don't really know that much about famous people at that young of an age, I don't right. think. They, but and, then and, I they, saw, and they shouldn't. By the time I was in high school... He had, like, I don't know if you call him a nanny or what, but some woman that did not, I don't think it was his mom and definitely was not Kid Rock, that would pick him up. Mm -hmm. And then the next year he had a car. So I, I didn't, I never saw his, I never saw Kid Rock in high school, which is probably for the best because I was also way more aware of how much of a piece of shit his dad was in high school. Granted, I never, I, I didn't like, I didn't have anything against uh, like the kid or anything like that. The kid seemed like a fine, a fine dude. Uh, so it's not like I'd be like, your dad's a piece of garbage. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, Kid Rock um, is a piece of garbage, but uh, he's a, uh, a Michigan icon, I, I would, yeah. I, unfortunately. <laughs> Much like Ted Nugent, who's even bigger, I'd argue probably a bigger piece of garbage. But Right. Um, they're both, you know, that's that's like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, trying to uh, like make that. That's uh, true. That is true. <laughs> ranking. Um, um, Sinbad. N not from Michigan? Sinbad is from Michigan. Really? Interesting. Do you happen to know where he is actually from? Uh, I can look it up. Um, I'll tell you right now. He was born in, born in Benton Harbor. Benton Harbor, where's that? I have no idea. Show me your hand. <laughs> uh, I've heard of it, but I, I, I obviously I don't know where it is. But then it sounds familiar. Uh, it looks like it's West Coast. It is West Coast. Uh, a little south of South Haven. <laughs> it's oh it, yeah, it's close to Indiana. Um. Uh, um. Well, the long when I ha when I like struggle to think of the person's name, but then it's obvious that I'm gonna be not looking up my list. Right. <laughs> um, how about everyone's favorite um, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire? Hmm. 
N- not from Michigan? You're correct. He's not from Michigan. Okay. Give me a couple At least more. I don't, be- I don't believe he is. Everyone, uh, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Are you team... Um, team... Uh, <laughs> what, what are the names? What, what is it? Edward or team the other one? Jacob. <laughs> like, Jacob. Jacob. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really a Twilight fan back in the day, but pr- because I'm more into Wolves and the guy who plays Jacob is from Michigan, I was a Team Jacob guy. Taylor Lautner is from Michigan. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Uh, oh, this is one that surprised me. Um, have you seen, uh, uh, for example, Hangover? I have. Have you seen, for example, Community? No. I don't know what I'm saying, for example. <laughs> uh, Ken Jung from The Hangover. What? He's the, from uh, Michigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, he's now a... He, I mean, he's always been, but he's a stand-up comedian as well. And uh, did you know, before he started stand-up and acting, he was actually a he's doctor. He's a doctor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a... Le- you, I mean, I assume his his license has lapsed somehow, but he was a legitimate doctor at some point. Right. He's awesome. Uh and also, just another one, throw it in there, Andy Richter, the the sidekick on uh, Conan, is also from Michigan. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, and Stevie, and, uh, Stevie Wonder, of course. Yep. One of Motown's yep. legends. Stevie Wonder. Much like Diana Ross, another Motown legend. Right. And also, but those are obvious. I wasn't going to ask you those because those are Right. Obvious. Those are too obvious. I'm trying to think of other notable Michiganders to mention. Uh, Eminem. Well, of course. Of course, he was Marshall Mathers. He was so obvious, I didn't even think of it. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Eminem most definitely. Um, Bob, I, Bob well, Seeger. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, that's true. My dad yep. went to high school with him. I don't. I couldn't name you one Bob Seeger song. Night moves, my man. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what high school did your dad go to? Pioneer High in Ann Arbor. Oh, Ann Arbor. Okay. Yep. yep. And he was Bob Seeger was a few years older than him. And then Iggy Pop was one of his classmates. Iggy Pop from Michigan? From Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yes, sir. What? That's awesome. Yep. So Iggy Pop and Bob Seeger went to the same high school. Man, what some talent coming out of that high school. And your dad. Let's not not forget that. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Exactly. I mean, your dad's an amazing artist as well. He is. Not not a musician, but but an artist. But yeah. Art art is art. The world just needs to recognize. Right. That's true. (laughs) All right, Jared. I want to go through a couple more Michigan things and then we can get to our song of the pod. Okay. Um, Because I I, I found these on uh, on MLive, which is a Michigan website, and I these really resonated with me. So I'm going to just ask you, Jared, do you know someone who has a cabin or cottage up north in Michigan? I know my cousin. Everyone has it. Everyone, much like everyone lives on a lake, everyone either knows someone with a cottage or has a cottage. Right. I I, I was never a cottage having family, um, but my cousin Chris, who we're both very familiar with here at the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast, that's right. His family has um, they have uh, a cabin or cottage, whatever you call it, in um, Idlewild, Michigan. Which is right outside of a famous Ludington, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Which is yep. uh, right on the Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I've been there a couple times. And then I also have, um, I had a friend. Well, no, I think that's probably the old. I haven't been to a lot of cabins, but I knew of like, I knew of a bunch. Like Traverse City is a famous, uh, co- popular place to have cabins, or like Petoskey right. is a famous, ca- or like Charlevoix. Mm-hmm. These are all very famous cabin having cities. Right. right. And and Traverse City is beautiful to visit. 
Um, that's for yes. sure. Get some cherries or something. Right. Um, all right. Another, I think, very Michigan thing is I think people take a lot of pride in driving an American-made car. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's in, we're the Motor City, Detroit, mm-hmm. and all the three major American uh, uh, car companies are are stationed in Michigan, you know, in or right outside of Detroit, um, and 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 it's 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 everyone, it, much like everyone lives on a lake. If you want to buy a car, you it's you, everyone can get a everyone, and I'm I'm not even exaggerating, can get a. And some sort of like a friend of employee discount on either a Ford, GM, or Chrysler. One of them, two of them, all three of them. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, we always got family discounts on Fords. Always. My my mom um, worked a, a long part of her career at Chrysler, so we spent a long time where both where she would get a free car, and then my dad would get a heavily discounted car, Chrysler. And then my first job was at Chrysler as well. And I was, I drive a Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Volkswagen. And I was, um, <laughs> I was content with just driving my little Volks, Volkswagen. I, cause I, whenever I say it, I just say Volks, like I say like an American. But, um, right. my parents insisted that, uh, I, that I get a Chrysler. And, and, uh, you know, I got a discount because I work there. So there was like the employee discount. Um, and then, and then there, that's how it continues. Anyone that knows me could have easily gotten, you know that ten percent discount or whatever right, it is that right. that you can get for that for, was a for nice a car you had back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It was, what was it, it was, a Chrysler two hundred. It was yeah, and it was not fully loaded, but it was pretty close to fully loaded. And it was great. I was at the you know I, at first I was like I, you know because I'm kind of stubborn and I like my Deutsche Auto, but I was actually you know I I worked in Grand Rapids and in uh, Detroit. So it was I it was great to put just that level of miles on a car that I didn't really have to concern myself with and um and then I could just give back after, you know, a certain a number of Right. And and, and I, I it would it would probably be a little bit more painful to me to just put thousands and thi- thousands of highway back and forth miles like that on, on a car that I loved. So it was perfect for what I was doing. Nice. But uh yeah, no, they, it's there there is definitely though, you know, the reason I say all of this is not just to is because there is definitely a, like an image thing to uh, like you're kind of looked down upon for having a, a a foreign car. Yep, it's a legitimate thing. Yep, Don, I keep bringing him up for some reason, but um, but like um, he he almost refuses to buy a, uh, and I know plenty of people like this, but I was Don is in the process of looking for a new car, and we we're just t- having this conversation, but he refuses um, almost to, although I think he might be considering a Toyota now, a Toyota. Usually he refuses to buy anything that's not American. I mean, if if I end up back in Michigan after this and look for a car, I tell you what, I'm going to be looking for an American car. Do you still not have your car? Did, did it go? Did it go I mean, away? I, I still have my car. Okay, it's there. It's there, um, and it's also American. It's a Ford. Yeah, um, and it's also and one of the most um, reliable things to come out of America. Like you could drive that car for another like a hundred years. <laughs> that's that's the plan. I'm driving it till the wheels <laughs> fall off. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, now I want to give you, Jared, a couple. You know, you're from Michigan when. So here we go. Okay. You know, yes. you're from Michigan when there are only two seasons in the year: winter and construction. <laughs> that's very true. That was actually in yeah, that was one of the other pure Michigan videos that I was telling you, you about. You know you're from Michigan when your 4th of July plans always involve a lake. 
That's very true. That's not even a joke. That's just pure fact. Right. <laughs> you know you grew up in a small town in Michigan when the first day of deer season, you go to the deer pole. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm, I'm not a hunter, but I'm surrounded by them. Right. You know you're from Michigan when you don't get confused by a Michigan left turn. Yes. I think they're, they're a godsend. Can you explain uh, what uh, a Michigan uh, left turn is? So Michigan left turn, first of all, it's usually going to happen on like uh, any, any like four, like probably four lane plus streets. So where we're instead of crossing over two uh, lanes that are going a different direction, you go past the place where you want to turn um, left, make a U-turn. And go wide, and then make a right onto that street where you were going to make a left. And it sounds, and it sounds, it's, it, it, and it actually, I think it's quicker because one, you know, we live in America. For those of you guys listening to us not in America, we are free here. We live in the land of the free. That's right. And when we see it's clear, we're allowed to turn right on red. Mm-hmm. So, um, how it is here in, uh, uh, I guess we're free in Michigan because I'm about to say in a place where they don't do that. Uh, and here in, in uh, well, they, I mean, everywhere they have that right and red thing. But in Pennsylvania, where I live, they they have an additional arrow. So what it really just causes is more waiting because you have to wait for it to the arrow, the left turn arrow to show up, right? Which ex- involves another step. So I think the Michigan left is quicker, and it uh, and it it gives you the it gives you the ability to, if 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 it's timed right, a lot of the time you could even get through and do the whole right like Michigan left before you would wait for like an arrow in another situation. Michigan left all day. There we go. All right, and my last one, you know you're from Michigan when you can pronounce Mackinac, Pontiac, Cadillac Mackinac. and Detroit correctly. Pontiac. How could who would spell, how would you pronounce that wrong? I don't know. Oh, people can't pronounce Pontiac. Pontiac, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they say Yak. Pontiac or Pontiac. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yak nasty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think it's time that we talk about an epic song about Michigan for our song of the pod. What do you think, Jared? Yeah. Speaking of famous people from Michigan, uh, Anthony Kiedis, the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, was born in Michigan, and mm-hmm. so that's uh, where uh, this song's inspiration comes from. Granted, you know, it's funny. Most people from, say, our age to about the age of 50 uh, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. Um, that's true. And um, they're uh, a mega band at this point. They're, and and um, it's so funny reading and or trying to like critically listen to their lyrics because it kind of sounds like gibberish a lot of the time. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, 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 just for the fun of it, because I, I wanted to, li- I was listening critically because I wanted to like call out um, like lyrics that had to do with Michigan. But as I was reading this, I was like, damn, Anthony, what the hell are you talking about? Life is my friend, rick it up to take it and rub it in your sentiment, i in Michigan. I think you're sadly doing this song a disservice. Well, like, 
be your friend. I feel like I should really be paying closer attention to my mixer because it's probably the peak lights probably like <laughs> Pro- probably. full red. <laughs> What's happening? Right. <laughs> uh, so um, I did not expect to do I, that. I but, am uh, curious what his inspiration the was. The Holy Ghost took me over. Right. But it's a great song. Red Hot Chili Peppers, especially Michigan, especially in Michigan. I don't know. Some of it, I feel like I could get the reference. Like when he says lions yeah. and tigers, right? Did you okay. did you catch that one? Yeah, okay. You're and, right. And the you're hook, right. lions and tigers, because the Detroit lions and Detroit tigers. Yeah, and then the next one says painted in my tiger skin. Right. Or white clouds, I'm in a mitten full of fishermen. I did notice that, so maybe I'm just now being hard on them. Now, now as I read it closer for and uh, alive, uh, it's starting to sound like freaking poetry, right? <laughs> a rainy Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there is there a high population of Lithuanians in Michigan. <sighs> I'm not familiar. Although Dearborn does have a high population of uh, Middle Easterns. That's true. It's a it's a hot hot spot. There's a very large population and a very high density of mosques. Fun right. fact. Right. What are your thoughts um, on the song, though, Jared? I thought you were about to say, what are your thoughts on Middle Easterners? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different episode right there. Um, so, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, this is, it's, it's you know, this, this, this album in general, which this comes off of the Stadium Arcadium album, which was a monster album because it was a double album, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this, I think I, if I remember, I believe this part of the album was my favorite of the two. And, uh, this song always like, like not stuck out to me, but like, it's a good, like, it's just a good song. It's a very classic, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, and it's, yeah, I like it. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I like it. It's not my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers song, but, um, if I were listening to Stadium Arcadium, I wouldn't like come up on this song and be like, ah, oh, I'm going to skip it. Right. I just like this song because the you know the title itself is what drew me to it when the album came out. I was like, oh, I was like, you know, you hear a lot of music about California or right. They have like sixteen songs about California. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it's nice. It's nice that Michigan gets some props. You know. What is your favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers album? Album. Yeah. Because um, I'm not gonna say song. I'm gonna. I want to give you a full album. I'm. I'm two that I go back and forth between. I mean, I would say probably um mm, that's tough. I think Stadium Arcadium and also um Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Okay. I go back and forth between is Blood Sugar Sex Magic the By the Way album? I think that's a different or is By the Way its own album, I believe it is. I think it is. Yes. By the way is that because by the way it has like carbon on it, it has um Kind of, uh, um, I, but I believe those are different albums. I think you're right, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I just call it the By the Way album, and I believe yeah, that's the name of the yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, By the Way. Uh huh. So I go between that one and Californication. Speaking of all the California songs, right? I do enjoy the Californication album very much. The, I mean, they're all great. Um, well, yeah. I have to say, man, as as a guitarist, I've always been a huge fan of John Frusciante, who played on their earlier stuff. And sadly, Stadium Arcadium is the uh, last album he did with them and then left the band. And, you know, their other guitarist, he's good. Um, but it's just not the same gel of a band. That's interesting. You know, it's just it's just not. I mean, it's... it's. And the thing is, I feel bad for the other guitarists because there's a lot of older Chili Peppers fans like me 
who really right. like that kind of funk rock Hendrixy um, well, guitar. I was a big fan of the music, but it was a lot when I was younger, and I was not as aware of like the happenings within the band. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that that was the case. But Stadium Arcadium was the last Red Hot Chili Peppers album that I was really into. Mm-hmm. So after that, I believe, and this is all off the top of my head, after that, I believe was the Danny California album? Nope, that was on Stadium Arcadium. Was that on Stadium Arcadium? Whatever the next album was, I I kind of partially listened to it, but I think Stadium Arcadium was the last album that, like, or as, like, I fully listened to it, you know, okay. whereas, like, it yeah, got yeah, a I lot gotcha. of plays and it was, like, often listened to. Then whatever the album came after that, I think I listened to it, like, once or twice. And I was like, all right, like, it's fine. But I was kind of done after that point. And the, the thing but is... But I didn't know that about the right. about the guitarist. Maybe right. that has something to do with it. Like, I was just... Yeah, and, and, the, into the, and style the thing anymore. is, too, I mean, as as musicians and bands get older, they change and they evolve. And that's a natural part of music and right. life, right? And so, I mean, I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers now, it's just not, you know, it's just not the same as the old stuff, which is fine. It's just, you know, what I'm into is more of the, the stuff off of Stadium Arcadium or, by the way, Californication, um, I'm sure any artist that's been around long enough and has been, you know, as big as someone like Red Hot Chili Peppers, or even not, you know, even just an artist, you know, that's been doing their craft for a long time, mm-hmm. will struggle, will have, will struggle with an identity crisis or like an artistic sort of identity crisis at some point. And I say especially if you're famous because you have, you're, you're trying to appeal to such a wide range of, of fans that a wide range of hardcore fans right um, right absolutely that, that that came in at completely different eras mm-hmm. uh, of because uh, they've been huge for so long that they're full-on eras of them still go like as you know where they were huge around the by, by the way time but they're also huge around the like the now I guess. exactly <laughs> they're still filling up stadiums exactly um, yeah, so check out our song of the pod for this episode, especially in Michigan by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Off yeah, of the got album, me all nostalgic. Stadium Arcadium. Good. That was my goal. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> it's a fantastic song. Well, Jared, as you and our listeners know, I've been uh, trying to learn Czech while I've been living here. So it's time for our Czech word of the pod. Parada. My Czech word today is domov. Domov. Which means... Does that excuse me? Which means home. Home, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I wonder if you could... That's almost a false friend to English. Like domicile or something like that. Oh, that's true. You're right. But yeah, I figured, you know, even though I'm living in the Czech Republic, I think a part of Michigan will always still be my home, no matter where I I live, you know? I feel that way, too. It's, you know, and especially as as I live in different places for longer and longer... And my family is in Louisiana. Like you know, it's it's it it gets weirder for me to claim Michigan as home when I'm explaining to people my life now. Right. But it's hard for me to disconnect because I still connect very. I connect way more to that than I do Louisiana. Right. All right, Jared. I have two jokes for you. One's an original. One's not. I'm going to give you the non-original first. What do you call someone who loves Michigan? Uh, a mishophile. Smitten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wasn't the original one. Here's the original one. And uh, I tried to pull from my real life experience from Michigan. So here we go. How do you know when it's above 40 degrees in Michigan? <laughs> oh, but I think I know, but it'll tell me. 
When you see people outside wearing shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I guess even more appropriate would be. You betcha. It's true, like though, our, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. Or there's even our good friend uh, Kelly, who would wear who shorts would never and never not be wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Right. If it was super cold, which means below zero, He'd have he a might whip out a windbreaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, stuff. it's so funny. It's you know, I mentioned my Louisiana family. It's always funny being in Louisiana, and it will be fifty degrees out, and I'll be wearing like a long sleeve tee, and my all my family will have on like jackets or hoodies and stuff. Right. And I'm like, this is nice out. <laughs> what exactly. are you talking about? Yeah, it's just <laughs> a difference. Great. That's for sure. Christmas and it's fifty. Oh yeah, that would be that would be nice. All right. So I wanted to give a quote of the pod today from a famous Michigander, one that you did not mention. Who that? And so the quote is, I think Michigan keeps you sane and on an even keel through the ups and downs. And this was said by Jeff Daniels, the famous actor oh, yeah. from the film Dumb and Dumber. He actually lives in the town uh, over from my parents. Um, I remember I met his daughters at a high school hockey game years ago. And I've never met Jeff Daniels personally, but I've heard he's a super nice guy. And I figured this was a great quote to sum up our episode. Yeah, he seems like a down-to-earth guy. Yeah, Which, that's cool. Thank you. That's good. I like that. That was nice. And I would agree. I think when I when I need some uh, balance or need to be more on an even keel, Michigan's definitely a good place to be. That is for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode about the mitten, uh, and now you can try out some of your Michigan slang next time you're there. Um, if someone says, I want to get a Coney dog... Well, let's get some better made chips or some Fago. Um, and we hope we could also give you a little bit of a perspective of life in Michigan through the eyes of two Michiganders, uh, sadly now both removed from Michigan for a little while. Um, but yeah, this has been a wonderful episode. And I thank you, Jared, for uh, bringing me back into all these nostalgic memories. It's been a, you been a good ride. It's been a lot of fun. And if you enjoyed our episode, let us know on Twitter, Untranslatable1. Uh, you can also check out some of our poppin' photos. I might need to dig in the uh, any old photo books if I can on my phone and see if I can find any good pictures of Michigan uh, that we can post on our Instagram for uh, your viewing pleasure. Also, shoot us an email. Tell us about your hometown. We'd love to hear about it. Or send us some untranslatables at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. Uh, we thank you all so much for your support. Thank you all so much, and we are looking forward to hearing from you next time. And as we say here on the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme. Yeah,